Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three. This highlight for you. You want to be on your feet? Let's do it together.
Explosion of Joy 2019, Joyful Incorporated, welcoming you to Tuesday morning. This is the City Breakfast Show. Thank you for tuning in. It's your favorite video show in the mornings. 97.3. We're so grateful to God for another opportunity to serve you a breakfast show like none other. It's food for the mind. So I think I, business sense this morning. Yesterday I interviewed a gentleman called Ibrahim Mahama. And I asked him, so what do you do when you get a million? He says, I can spend one-tenth on my needs and nine-tenth to do other things. He says, we fast not because we are hungry, but we can have food and still decide not to eat. Because there's also food for the mind. Food for the mind and food for the soul. Oh, that was powerful. So don't feed yourself only in the stomach. Feed your mind as well. Feed your mind with that which it takes to live upright. So there's food for the belly and there's food for the soul. And man shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> so in as much as food for the belly is important, food for the soul is equally important. Feed your soul with words of affirmation. Feed your mind with reminders of the vision. Feed your subconscious mind with the right ideas. It's called soul food. You see people rushing for breakfast, but many have souls that have not been fed for weeks. Feed your mind. Feed your soul with the right words, the right company. He says, do not be deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. The wrong words will destroy a very delicate life. So music is food for the soul. The breakfast show is food for the mind. Helps you move your day to the next level. We call this one business sense. It's brought to you by ADB. Get up to 80% of your next net monthly salary. No interest on repayment within the first 30 days. Your account hits your money hits your account the same day. Call 0244284197. ADB truly are Greek and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
6.33 on Tuesday morning, getting into the newspaper review brought to you by Fidelity Bank. There's great news from us to serve you better and to enhance your experience. We're phasing out our old number to make way for a new toll-free number. Call us on 0800-003355. And this started from the 1st of January. Reach us with a single phone call at our cost. Reach us on our social media platforms, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram. And our total energies were continuously innovating to make your experience with us better. We've redesigned our lubricant bottle into a modding and premium pack. The bottle is user-friendly with a single handle, makes it easy to carry, and pour cup is redesigned to avoid leaks and splashes. And all of this is to make the performance work at first sight. It's the same superior quality in a modding and premium bottle. Quad, keep your engine younger for longer. Do you know Akbanga? Akbanga. <laughs> No, I'm, my serious question I'm asking you. That's a vulture. Akbanga. Uh, Akbanga uh, is a vulture. Yeah, man. Yes. Okay, Akbanga. You know, vultures have been of interest to me. As for you, everything's of interest to me. <laughs> Particularly me vultures, because they are scavengers. Are they, are they what you call scavengers? Yes, well, the African uh, vulture is going extinct. Still? Yes, because of all the things we've been doing. And they are very key in the ecosystem in cleaning things up mm. to even prevent spread of diseases. Exactly. Yeah. So, so they clean up the mess. They, they are God's zoom lion. I'm telling you. And we don't pay them anything. It's amazing how nature has put things together to balance the system and human beings disrupt it all the time. Yeah. So when you see a vulture, don't kill it. And don't yeah. use it for fried rice and vulture. <laughs> and tell us that it's chicken. It's chicken. <laughs> anyway, I want to welcome Nathan. Call back. Hello. Mr. Uh, Nathan. Ni yes. yes, because now, now they're the mister. They're, no, you know, no, no, no. According to the theory, before you are married, you are master. Yes, <laughs> you know, when you were a cracker, they said the following young men should see me, Master Nathan Crow. President said, Aha, but now you are mister. Yes, oh, you're a big man. Yeah, you're a big man. Congratulations. He has even climbed a father too. Charlie, can you imagine? He has climbed and climbed. Charlie, he married and then he climbed a father too. No, he climbed and see. What were you doing as a father too? Yeah. You wanted to, you conquered, you conquered marriage and you are conquering the mountain. Yeah. It was one of the things I'd always wanted. So while we were in the west, you were in the east. Yeah. While we were climbing the distance, he was climbing the distance. Uh, we were climbing the Kintampo <laughs> Falls. Yes. You were climbing other things. West Africa's highest. No, you're a big man. So you went to a father. Too, yes, and you saw the rest of the world. <laughs> you saw the missionaries cross, yes, yes. and you took a picture yes. with your wife. Uh, no. I was there alone. I, I did it for the. Uh, you didn't want to carry your wife on that. <laughs> no, I mean, I, you didn't want to come home with the emergency. Steps, I no, I know, you you, you, you stay in the hotel for me. Yeah. Me and Maba. Charlie, you be big man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. So we congratulate Nathan Kwa yeah. on his marriage and his two. Welcome honeymoon. to the table of misters. I tell you, the table of men. No misters. Now you are permitted to come late a few minutes. Yes. And you are permitted to leave work early. Yes. Because when you can step, don't come uh, here. Please, uh, I'm not in there. Uh, 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 don't bring nonsense. Start with the headlines. Don't come and put me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> this man, the Daily Graphic says, 
Eight months after Arjen Kotoku relocation, mm. onion sellers bemoan poor amenities. Mm. Ghana tends to Dubai to market cocoa coffee globally. Okay. Shroud complaints rise, resolves over 8,000 cases. Mm. Strengthening collaboration for effective land administration, Jinapur Edges Commission, and there's a UMB 50th anniversary pullout. Plus, on the back page of the Daily Graphic, 42 girls, women, anemic. That's according to the health authorities. And Goyle donates to Apiate explosion victims. If you go to the Ghanaian Times, the treason felony case, I'm ready to stand trial. This is Oliver uh, Voma, what he's telling the courts. Now, 10 die in three separate road crashes on Sunday teacher arrested for murdering wife and will make education system resilient to withstand crisis. This is in Team Fojo. Okay, talking about education, Yawapon heads Ghana School of Law MIIF to increase royalties with establishment of interagency framework and task force. Mm-hmm. Baden must down political gown mm-hmm. and Ghana business ready. Ghana is business ready. Ekufado to Dubai shakes. Now the chronicle, Wager Mountains, geologically weak. Ghana Geological Survey warns of looming catastrophe. Groom perishes in a road crash on wedding day. Really, really sad story. Now committee presents report on safety regime for the mining industry. And NPP supporters in Chifo Heman invade party office over election brouhaha. <laughs> the graphic business says tax on e-commerce, not e-levy. GRA calms businesses. Mm. Professor Kwesi Botri urges consensus to fix economic challenges. Two graphic journalists win, an M- win MTN awards. And GCB Bank fights off downgrade by Moody's. And uh, yeah, so the Moody story is also on the back page the of graphic the graphic business. Yes, okay. that's where the details are. Now, they find out one dead, four others arrested after shooting incident at Boko. Yao Opon appointed director of Ghana School of Law. Mm-hmm. Four perish in car crash at Peki. Apiatse health and safety findings will be pursued. This is Jinapo. CIMG students excel in maiden professional exams. And 2021, fourth quarter food price increases. Only 7.4% of households are severely food insecure. And if you go to the new crusading guide, I'm ready to face trial. Kumonga Brax in courts. Tete Waka is not a chief. This is according to Pram Pram Elders. It's time for the NPP to break the age. This is Stephen in team. Bechile chief weeps over lack of development. But now they should drive through Bechile one of these days. You'll feel his pain. Yeah. And stop hating Kenoforiata, Razak Opoku to NDC. And Let's go online. Citynewsroom.com. Diesel prices may soon cross 10 CD per liter. Oh, Jai. Petrol 9 CD. Copec predicts MPA affirms. Oh, Munjai, sir. Nagra takes on government for demanding rent from teachers occupying state bungalows. Meanwhile, one person feared dead during shooting incident at Boko. Still on citynewsroom.com. There's no constituency Akufado hasn't touched with development. This is Samira Baumia. Also, a couple of accidents still. From yesterday, there were about mm. two or three accidents. There was a Kumasi one. There's one at Fumesuya. This is a groom dying in an accident yeah, at yeah. Fumesuya on his way to his wedding reception. Then there's another one, Kojo just read, four dead, seven injured after a road crash at Peki. And so these are quite troubling stories. We go to Major Online. The lead story there is reconstruction of Apietse community progressing steadily. 20 buildings almost completed, according to the MCE. Meanwhile, cost of electricity to increase as ECG pushes for adjustment of tariffs. <laughs> Meanwhile, government should take action to stabilize the city. This is Guta. 
and there must be a referendum before 2024 else the country will run down this is somebody called no immensa if you go to there's all kinds of stories guys i want to take you to star fm then i'll take you to city business news as well let me start with city business news it says too much anxiety is impacting the city's performance negatively professor peter quarte also taxing of non-resident e-commerce entities in ghana could push prices up according to a tech consultant meanwhile no certification no compensation agric ministry to poultry farmers if you go to city sports as well world cup 22 ghana risks losing home advantage of nigeria after protest over cape coast pitch so that's a show that's one we should take a keep an eye on mm. alexander jiku scores spectacular scissor kick in strasbourg win those are some of the stories making the rounds if we go to the bbc um russia's advances remain stalled according to a u.s official it's all about the war and then there's a secret paper highlighting corrupt abramovich deals this is bbc panorama uncovering new evidence on the corrupt deals that helped chelsea's owner make his fortune <laughs> charlie when somebody's down they punch him more <laughs> so those are some of the stories meanwhile the ministry of local government is urging assemblies to be more creative in revenue mobilization this is the gna's lead story could you let's start with what you have okay i'll go to the center spread of the ghanaian times because the treason felony case is still ongoing and oliver bakavomawa the man charged with provisional treason felony yesterday told the Tema High court that he is in good health and ready to stand trial this was in response when the presiding judge daniel mensa asked of his well-being the accused was taken ill last week and treated at the police hospital in accra his counsel, led by Mr. Akutuampa, were in court to move a bill application for the accused, who is the lead convener of the Fix the Country movement. Mr. Ampa said although he concedes that the pronouncement of his client could be deemed reckless and condemnable, the prosecution was unable to show the applicant was prepared to carry through his threats, albeit conditional. All right, there are a couple of stories on fuel prices and the economy that I think we should do. So if you go to City Business News, diesel prices may soon cross 10 CDs per liter and petrol 9 CDs, COPEC is predicting. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers has predicted that diesel may sell at over 10 CDs per liter while petrol will cross 9 CDs from tomorrow, March 16. COPEC attributed its prediction to the rising cost of crude on the international market and the CD, which is currently depreciating among major trading partners. In a statement, it said the free onboard price of petrol increased by 19.28 percent diesel by 34.57 percent lpg by 17.42 percent between the first pricing window and the second window now the first window ends today 15th march second window begins tomorrow mm. the petroleum price indicators as published by the mpa show that the price of diesel will increase by 30.4 percent from 8.22 cities per liter in this current window to 10.72 per liter beginning tomorrow the 16th of march X pump of gasoline or premium motor spirit will increase by 18.25% from 8.22 per liter to 7.27 per liter within the same period. And then the COPEX said the CD has also seen a sharp depreciation against the dollar by 9.71% from the 6.8 CD to the dollar to 7.5 CD to the dollar. Now, the other story related to this was that he called it, COPEX is calling for the withdrawal of the uh, this uh, levy the price stabilization and energy recovery levy mm -hmm. which it says has outlived its usefulness and then the other story there is that uh, COPEC is asking for government to intervene 
in the increasing fuel prices so those are the stories on fuel now if you go to um my journal line they have another one on the issue of tariffs so whilst uh, we are dealing with fuel prices the issue of tariffs has also come up for strong discussion now cost of electricity to increase as ecg uh, contemplates an upward adjustment and that story is on my journal line basically PRC has been asked to adjust the prices upwards and is considering that as well we'll bring you details of that during the show proper well talking about price increases and all uh, page 18 of the graphic business says farmers bemoan high fertilizer prices mm. now some smallholder farmers particularly women have threatened to abandon the production of food crops and venture into what they describe as alternative enterprises if the government fails to reverse the subsidies on fertilizers from the current 15% to 36%, the government reduced the subsidies to 15% at the beginning of the year, citing costs and a deliberate attempt to gradually remove the gesture after exposing the farmers to the impact fertilizers could have on their crop yields and profitability. By justifying their intended action, the farmers complained that they spent a minimum of 1,000 CDs per acre only on fertilizer, a situation which was a drain on the Amiga incomes from farming. Hmm. And still with Agric, the Ministry of Food and Agric is targeting 100,000 metric tons of improved seeds production. Hmm. In 2017, the minister said we are able to distribute 4,400 metric tons of improved seeds. Last year, he said we did nearly 40,000 metric tons. And this year, they plan to distribute about 100,000 metric tons. Mm -hmm. He said this when he swore in the nine-member governing board of the National Seed Council in Accra. Meanwhile, Peter Korte, who is head of Reese Economics Division at ISE, says that too much anxiety is impacting the seed's performance negatively. <laughs> so, uh, Professor Korte has cautioned against heightened anxiety around the local currency. According to him, too much anxiety will lead to speculation about the currency, which could further, which could fuel further depreciation. We know the city has depreciated significantly against the dollar, selling at 7.80 to the dollar at some forex bureau. In an interview with City Business News, Professor Korte said there was no need to panic. When we feel too much anxiety, it could also affect inflation and exchange rate depreciation. I don't think we should panic. Given we, where we find ourselves, it's something that's happening across the globe. The government needs to fasten out the right policies to help cushion us. Otherwise, if we feel so much anxiety, speculation could soon come in and people will end up holding the foreign currency, which will affect the supply of foreign currency, which will not augur well for us, he said in the interview. Okay, all right. If you go to page 13 of the Daily Graphic... Um, Ghana is in Dubai, okay? Now, Ghana is turning um, to an internationally certified agro-processing facility in Dubai to add value to its cocoa and coffee and export them, export them to the global markets without hindrance. Mm. Now, this will ensure that the country obtains more value from both commodities, about 10 times more than what it currently earns. Ghana can rake in uh, over $10 billion compared to the current $2.5 billion it earns from its raw commodity export. The Dubai Agri Commodities of the UAE has a United States FDA certification, which enables products from its processing facilities to enter the U.S. and European markets without hindrance. All right. Now, um, staying with Agri, about 500 farmers, including women in 24 communities in the Bandar district in the Bonin region, have lost their livelihoods as outbreaks have destroyed acres of cashew, soya beans, maize, and yam farms. 
The farmers who mostly contracted loans are living in fear that the financial institutions that granted them the facilities would come, of them, would come after them and have therefore appealed for the government intervention. Banda, Cabrono, Nyiri, Bao are the worst affected farming communities and the farmers are asking the government to support them with seedlings, fertilizer, weedicides and other farm inputs to replant their farms. A couple of quick accident reports. So yesterday we reported of a fuel tanker fire on the Accra Kumasi Highway leading to a roadblock. The Ghana Police Service blocked the highway from the Osino direction and the Insutem Custom Barrier after a fuel tanker caught fire on the Accra Kumasi Highway at Insutem near Paradise Rest Stop. Now, the other story is that four persons died, seven were injured after a road crash at Peki Avetile involving a Mercedes-Benz bus and a Renault cargo truck. And the accident occurred yesterday, Monday, the 14th. Preliminary facts guarding the driver of the cargo truck and a passenger on board loaded with bags of cement were traveling from Accra to Dambai when the incident occurred. On reaching a section of the road in front of the College of Education, Govco at Pekia Vetile, along the Asikumakwebe Highway, it collided head-on with a Mercedes-Benz with a registration number given, which was carrying foodstuffs and passengers from Uti headed to Accra. Then, another one from Kumasi by Fatih Amidu Ibrahim. Groom dies in accident at Fumisua yeah. on his way leading to a wedding reception. Yeah. You know Fumisua as well. Yeah, no, Fumisua. A 40-year-old man died in an accident while on his way to his wedding reception at Fumisua in Asante Regional Capital of Kumasi on Sunday, March 13. This was after the marriage ceremony itself had taken place earlier in the morning of Sunday. Police said the group Mohamed Zakaria Babangida, who was driving a Ford vehicle, lost control and veered off his lane, landing in a ditch. It was an accident which involved a Ford Escape. They were driving from Bomfa in the Jusu towards Kumasi. Upon reaching from a section of the road, the information received indicated the driver of the Ford was speeding. So in the process, he lost control, hit a nearby culvert, landed in a ditch, and was later confirmed dead. And three died in Eastern Corridor road accidents, others injured. That's what I just um, you, you read is the, that. Is the, and then if you go to Boko, mm-hmm. uh, this is not road crashes, this is violence. One dead, four others arrested after shooting incident at Boko. Mm-hmm. The story says one person is reported dead and four others have been arrested following a shooting incident at Boko in the Upper East region. It is not clear what may have sparked this latest violence. Mm. Information suggests that residents have fled to their various homes leaving the streets empty and security mm. personnel have been deployed in the town to prevent an escalation of the situation well if you go to the back page of the daily graphic there's a troubling health story it says about 42 percent of women in the country are anemic that's according to dr emmanuel kofi jochi director of health services um, for the upper east region now he said at least 45 percent of the figure were pregnant women with another 48 percent of them being adolescent girls mm. and he said quote anemia remains a major public health concern in ghana in common among children adolescent girls and women of childbearing age dr juchi told the media during a briefing on the girls iron and folic acid tablet supplementation program in the upper east region last friday quick update on a story we read yesterday on the Accra psychiatrist hospital health minister is denying the sale of the hospital yesterday the herald reported that the Accra Psychiatrist Hospital was going to be sold to some people to redevelop into investors linked to the finance minister. However, in a Facebook post on Monday, the health minister denied the report, stressing that the hospital is to be redeveloped into a modern 220-bed psychiatric hospital. The story making rounds that the Accra Psychiatrist Hospital has been sold is not true. It's not being sold. It is to be redeveloped under Agenda 111 into a new modern 220 psychiatric hospital under an EPC contract. Tenders have been received and are being evaluated currently. It will go for VFM, which is value for money. Cabinet and loan will go for parliamentary approval 
the minister said in a Facebook post. Now let's go to land issues. Government moved to transform lands commission into effective land administration institution. Mm. This is Abu Jinapo. Now Claude Nyako Adams writes for the Ghanaian Times that the government is in the process of securing private partnership to digitalize the Lands Commission for the promotion of efficiency, transparency, and productivity. The Minister of Lands and Natural Resources, Samuel Abdullah Jinapo, explained that the move was to transform the Commission into an effective Lands Administration institution. Currently, he noted that the Commission was going through the required processes to ensure its constitutional powers were not disrupted. Mm. I, I, I remember we did some digitalization of the Lands Commission. Yes, this is like three, four years ago. We are going to re-digitalize the last And ECG has disconnected power to KIA over 49 million cities. This story is on Star <laughs> FM. ECG has disconnected power to Terminal 3 of Tokyo International Airport and other offices of the Ghana Airport Company over unpaid bills. The disconnection exercise was undertaken by a national task force of ECG Monday after the KIA failed to pay their indebtedness to the power distribution company. Sources say the, EIA, the KIA owes ECG close to 49 million cities. Attempt by management of KIA to pay the debt by check when the disconnection exercise was underway was rejected by the task force. Let me give you a story from the back page of the Ghanaian Times. A university lecturer at the SD Dombo University of Business and Integrated Development Studies at WA in the Upper West Region, Dr. Kennedy Alantiga, has said that the migration of the youth from the northern part of the country to see greener pastures in the south was detrimental to the development of the north. Hmm. He explained that due to prolonged dryness with no proper irrigation system support oh. all year round at Greek, which has been the mainstay of the people, the youth were tempted to migrate down south to work as headquarters for income. Uh, Dr. Alatinga, who is also the Dean of the Faculty of Planning and Land Management at the school, told the Ghanaian Times on Monday that the north-south migration was rampant in the dry season which mostly so, stretch over six to seven months. What happened to the dams? I thought we had a government program for mm -hmm. dams in the north. Um, we are fixing a new dam. Um, we just got some money to... Dams who? Or you are talking about the main... Uh, uh, you mean the, the dam? Yes, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the Pualu. Oh, okay. I'm not we talking about that one. The Ministry because for Special Initiatives. But that ministry doesn't exist anymore, does it? Well, it's now an office in somewhere. Now, Ghana is losing home advantage over Nigeria protest this is city sports online ghana is having the first leg of their 2022 world cup qualifier against the Eagles, taken away from cape coast stadium after the nigerians protested to the calf over the state of the pitch the cape coast stadium had been built to host the games but the use of the facility for a certificate independence celebration on sixth match has degraded the pitch with the nsa racing against time to have it ready before the match nigeria does not trust the pitch could be fixed in that short time and has petitioned calf and fifa to move the venue and we are told the venue could be shifted to either Benin Republic or Morocco. Meanwhile, we are told that the CAF official who came into town also inspected the Babayara Stadium and could recommend we send the match to Kumasi. We should take it to Morocco. No, let's play it in Kumasi. We should take it to Morocco. Let me give you the reason. No, I don't want the Morocco. We need fertilizer, and the Moroccans had fertilizer. So when we go there, we use the black stars to appeal to them to bring us fertilizer. Or this no, year, we can't farm. No, 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 There's no, no, no fertilizer in Kumasi. Let's no, take no, it to no, Morocco. No. Meanwhile, we'll leave it here. Thank you, Kojo. Kojo wants to play mischief here. We want to play it in Ghana. That was the news about review. Coming up next is the City Business News. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. It's two minutes to seven. City Breakfast Show. Running a business can be simple and stress-free with access to all your data everywhere you go. That's if you're using Kedeba, of course. 
Kadeba ERP allows you to monitor your inventory, review profit margins, regulate expenses, and do so much more. It's equipped with relevant reports on all your business activities. If you are looking at promoting your waste to a larger market, join our community of vendors today at kadeba.com where we expose your products and offerings to new markets and new customers as we assist you in managing your inventory, your sales, your finance, and many more. Call us on 055-6541-525. That's 055-6541-525. Or sign up on www.kedeba.com. Go Kedeba, go mobile. And for anyone looking to do more and embark on a life of adventure, this is the SUV for you. The distinctive front grille is dominated by the iconic MG logo. The LED daytime running lights are smart and provide great visibility. And the electronically adjustable wing mirrors will provide you with clarity of vehicle behind you with panoramic sunroof with leather seats and leather interior. We're talking about the new MG RX5 Deluxe starting from 232000 Call us on 0202-147-113 or go to mgmotoghana.com for more information. Our showrooms are in Accra, Kumasi and Takradi. Follow MG Ghana on Facebook and Instagram. We have attractive credit facilities available. Book your test drive today. MG Auto Trading, authorized dealer for MG. Time for City Business News. Anita Kisimreku is in the house. Good morning, Anita. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of CC Business News. It's proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and GCB Bank and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, COPEX, says consumers should brace themselves to pay 10 Ghana cities per litre for full from tomorrow. And later, Head of Economics at the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research says too much anxiety over the local currency is affecting its performance. Let's settle for the details of our stories. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Ghana COPEC, is urging government to urgently put in place measures to check the continuous hike in fuel prices. Consumers may have to brace themselves to begin buying fuel at the pumps by about over 10 Ghana cities per litre from March 16, 2022. According to COPEC, the development is worrying, especially after the product started the year at about 6 cities, 5 pesos a litre. There is more on this report. If the projection by the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana COPEC is anything to go by, then it would mean that prices at the pumps would shoot up by more than one Ghana city 50 pesos per litre, as the current price on the market is about eight Ghana cities 40 pesos. This comes on the back of the recent development where fuel prices hit the eight Ghana city mark. Transport fares were subsequently increased by 15%, but many transport operators opposed the amount, indicating that it was not sufficient to make up for their losses due to the spike at the pumps. Duncan Amwa is the executive secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana, COPEC, and he explains what accounts for the latest development. The numbers prevailing currently within the market are scary. Um, the city has depreciated close to 10% within the past two weeks. Uh, you also have world market prices 
haven't shot up significantly. Uh, for diesel, you are looking at a difference of almost $316 per metric ton. Uh, when the usual averages have been 30, 40, sometimes 20, you are doing $316 uh, per metric variance. Uh, whilst petrol has done between $180 and $190 uh, difference since the past two weeks. What this would mean in nominal terms is that your fuel prices effective Wednesday, the 16th of March, could see a minimum of two cities increment. And so where most pumps are today dispensing at uh, 8 CD 49, uh, you probably could be doing about 10 CD 49. Diesel is expected to probably hit almost 11 Ghana cities, depending on which OMC and how they arrive at their pricing. He further called on the government to urgently address the matter. Uh, we would want to give authorities an ultimatum. We are putting our house together. If by close of this week, we do not hear anything concrete towards reducing fuel prices for Ghanaians like the French Republic, France has done, uh, giving subsidies to their people, uh, we are thinking that by Friday 18th of March, we'll hit the streets. That was the Executive Secretary of the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, Duncan Amwa, ending that report by Michael Obodu. Away from that, Head of the Economics Division at the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research at the University of Ghana, Professor Peter Korte, has cautioned against heightened anxiety around the local currency. According to him, too much anxiety will lead to speculation about the currency, which could fall further depreciation. The CD has depreciated significantly against its major trading currency, currently selling for about 7 CDs 80 pesos at some forex bureaus. But in an interview with City Business News, Professor Corte noted that there was no need to panic. I want to throw in this uh, advice uh, or caution. You see, when, when we fuel too much anxiety, it also affects inflation, it also affects exchange rate depreciation. Um, I don't think we should panic, given where we find ourselves. It's something that is happening across the globe. What government has to do is to fashion the right policies to help cushion us, to help minimize some of these um, effects. Otherwise, if we fall so much anxiety, uh, speculation will come in, people will continue to hold the uh, foreign currency, the dollar, the euro, and will not spend. And exchange rate is demand and supply. So if people continue to buy the foreign exchange, but do not trade, uh, will witness higher rates of depreciation, and that will not augur well for us. Speculative activities will fall the rate of depreciation. I don't think we should panic at this point. We haven't gotten to that point yet. If, if we panic in relation to inflation, I think that look, inflation is going to rise. So let me uh, stock dollar. If I have some dollars, I will not change it. I will let me keep it. Or if I have, uh, because there is a panic in relation to the depreciation of the exchange rate, so let me keep it and not uh, uh, supply to the market. Even if I have CDs, let me change them into dollars and keep. That will not help the economy. Professor Peter Corte served as the head of economics division at the Institute of Statistical, Social and Economic Research.
Now, as part of efforts to curtail fraudulent and criminal activities, the Bank of Ghana has cautioned the banking public to be on the lookout for calls, SMS and emails supposed to be coming from their respected banks. According to the central bank, customers should always authenticate the identity of callers claiming to be representatives of their banks. This is part of the Secured Banking Practices Program by the Bank of Ghana, in a statement issued by the central bank, customers should also secure their ATM cards and protect their checkbooks. The Bank of Ghana also advised customers to beware of funds received by their bank accounts or on behalf of other persons, as this may be subject to money laundering. MTN Ghana's CEO Salam Adadevo has pledged his outfit's commitment to protect customers from engaging in cryptocurrencies and unlicensed financial institutions. This comes barely two weeks after the Bank of Ghana warned Ghanaians against dealing with cryptocurrency platform named Freedom Coin and money doubling scheme operating in Ghana under the name Bizcash Currency Exchange. Mr. Adadevo spoke to City Business News on the sidelines of the MTN Media Awards. I mean, at this moment, MTN is not involved in cryptocurrency. Um, but as and when the Bank of Ghana comes out with the right policies and regulations, we will absolutely support them in educating customers and making sure our platforms are safe and um, easy and simple for customers to use to do whatever they need to do. But at this point, we don't have cryptocurrency as part of our offerings. Salam Adarevo is the Chief Executive Officer of MTN Ghana. Kosaka International Airport has been adjudged winner in the best airport by size and region category of the 2021 Airport Service Quality Award put forth by the Airports Council International. The Airport Service Quality Award program is the world's leading airport customer experience, measurement and benchmarking program, having the capacity to handle about 5 million passengers per year. Kia also consecutively received the Airport Service Quality Awards in 2019 and 2020. According to a statement, the Ghana Airport Company said the award is in recognition of the successful efforts of all stakeholders in providing a superior customer experience during the most difficult and challenging years of the pandemic. Let's now join Gideon Amunichi of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds markets. Last week, the Ghanaian Treasury raised 1.48 billion Ghana cities at the auction of the 91-day and 92-day bills against a target of 1.4 billion Ghana cities. The Treasury accepted all bids tendered with the uptake exceeding the Treasury bill maturities due for the week by 9%. The auction closed with a yield for the 91 day, increasing by 11 basis points to 13.25%, while the 22-day yield moved up by 18 basis points to 13.55%. On the Ghanaian secondary bond market, trades dipped by 11% week-on-week to 2.69 billion Ghana cities as investor attention shifted to the five-year local currency bond auction. The Databank bond index gained 13 basis points week-on-week, week, expanding the year-to-date gain to 0.6%. That was Gideon Amunichi of Databank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goyle and GCB Bank, and powered by most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Anita Kisimriku. Do have a good business day. 
join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Well, it's 11 minutes past 7 on a city breakfast show and the business news has spelled out the issues pretty clearly. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers says that unless the Ministry of Finance does something drastic, the pricing window that begins from tomorrow will see the price of diesel and petrol go up. Now, I don't know if the numbers they mention resonate with you. <laughs> I mean, to move from 8 CD, 22 pesos to 10 CDs per liter. And it says petrol or premium or what we call super will also breach 9 CDs. That's just tomorrow. Right, and so I'm going to I'm going to take you back to what the analysis did, the role of the currency depreciation in the price buildup, and the price stabilization and recovery levy that many people are asking the government to use to benefit consumers, because if you look at the price that they put in the budget for the indicative price of fuel, we've gone way above that for crude. So that's something we'll be talking about this morning meanwhile every other thing is going up so inflation has risen to probably a three-year high now over 15 percent a few other things this morning we heard that the purc has also been asked by the ecg to introduce or to raise tariffs by a certain percentage we'll confirm that for you on the show fertilizer as well so so many things are going up and we're going to ask what can be done realistically by the government to assuage the suffering of people so that's the agenda for the day. And of course, later in the morning, our Heritage Month on a series continues with a very interesting conversation. Today we'll be talking about exploring indigenous gar food. Speaking to Miss Leticia Queno. And Elaine Carter, that's at 9:30 a.m. But it's time for kickoff. It's brought to us by Lesheho at Lesheho. The spirit of Africa is a symbol of our resilience and our strength. It's what drives us to do more, become more, and achieve more. We're scaling our digital power with you in mind to create the reality we yearn for for Africa by Africans. This year, get ready as we prepare to embark on this digital journey together. This is Africa. We are Africa. Lesheho, let's improve life. Benjamin Nketiah is here with the news. Good morning. 
Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines. And former IBF bantamweight champion Joseph Agbeko wants bronze medalist Samuel Tichi to turn professional. Manchester United take on Atletico Madrid as the UEFA Champions League returns tonight. And in the NBA, there were wins for the Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Let's get to the details now. And former IBF bantamweight champion Joseph Agbeko believes the time is right for Olympic bronze medalist Samuel Tichi to make the jump to the professional ranks. The youngster is still yet to make a decision on his future following his success at the Olympic Games, but his juvenile coach has suggested that he join the Black Bombers for the upcoming Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. This, according to Agbeko, will be a mistake as Tichi has nothing more to prove at the amateur level. Someone Techi doesn't need to stay at amateur. Whatever uh, he needs to do or whatever he needs to achieve at the amateur ranking, I think God has already given it to him. He went to the Olympics, he shined, he mm -hmm. got bronze medal. He does no need for him. He could, if he wants to stay at amateur, he could go to African Games and he may lose. And all those things will just go off. So he needs to ride on what he has right now and get to the top. So I don't think he needs anything like amateur. Former IBF bantamweight champion Joseph the King Kong Agbeko speaking there. Let's get to some women's football. Black Princess's head coach Ben Foucault says he is pleased with his team's performances following a 3-0 win over Ethiopia in the first leg of the last round of qualifiers for the Under-20 Women's World Cup. Salama to Abdullah's uh, brace before Cecilia Nyama's third goal sealed the win for the Black Princesses ahead of the second leg in Ghana. The winner over the two legs will represent the continent in august 2022 when the world cup is hosted in costa rica well, i'm so happy i'm so really very very happy about the performance of the guys today because we spoke to them before the game telling them that uh, we need to win the game we need to qualify the game in ethiopia that's exactly what the guys have done because we told them that this had the children play their game so let's handle them don't let them give them spaces if you give them spaces they can play at their own game so let them go in this game plan don't give them space put the passes together and making sure that we get our game and get our win Black Princess's head coach Ben Foucault speaking there. Let's get to some club football. And Hearts of Oak head coach Samuel Boydou believes the title race is not yet over, uh, despite losing yet again in the Ghana Premier League. The defending champions lost by one goal to nil to Adriana Stars on Sunday, leaving them 15 points behind league leaders Asante Kotoko. However, Samuel Boydou, who was speaking after the game, is confident his side can bounce back and challenge Kotoko for the title. No, no, it's, it's not yet over. This football, sometimes, you can see uh, the boys, they did well, they play well. But it's quite unfortunate. It's, uh, the first chance, we got a first chance to score. And we didn't score that chance. And um, the goal that they score is not a chance that they got it and they punish us. But boys didn't try, I said, I'm a fighter. I said, we cancel the goal and come back to winning way. But it's quite unfortunate. But all the same, you know, the boys did well. But the luck is not our, on our side. And with, uh, tactically, we have to improve on our tactics so that we can so you heard Accra Hartford head coach Samuel Buedu speaking there. Well, it's Tuesday. The UEFA Champions League returns tonight.
let's get to the UEFA Champions League at Old Trafford later tonight. Manchester United will host Spanish side Atletico Madrid. Man United managed to get a draw from the first leg of this particular encounter and will be hoping that they can take the encounter over the line. Let's hear from Man United head coach Ralph Rangnick giving an update on the United squad. Well, as it, as it is right now, we have uh, all the players available for the game tomorrow. There is a, a question mark, a, a small question mark behind Luke Shaw. Uh, he has been training yesterday and today, but we have to wait and see if he's uh, fully fit uh, in order to be available for the game. All the other players are back in training and, and available for tomorrow. No, he was tested uh, uh, yesterday. He was tested negative, uh, and that's the reason why he could, why he could train today. So, Man United interim head coach Ralph Rangnick says that Bruno Fernandes has tested negative and will be available for selection later tonight. Let's get to the camp of Ajax Football Club. They will be up against Portuguese side Benfica. That first game was a high-scoring encounter. Ajax will be playing at home in this game. Sebastian Ale uh, plays for Ajax and he has been speaking. You know, the Portuguese team, they like to play football and uh, they like also to attack a lot. You know, we are... We are a bit in the same way, so I think it's um, yeah, it can be similar than Ajax because uh, two big teams from uh, their country, so um, they like to play offensive. So it's a nice game to uh, to watch, to play. It's uh, it's not really a surprise when you are in the, when you're top scorer from this league and you have players like uh, Lewandowski uh, close by. You know that uh, any game it can be three goals, so uh, yeah, it's something that you expect. You. Um, yeah, but it's also nice because now uh, everyone said I need to score one more goal, one more goal. So this is what I will try to do. Of course, it's like a, it's like a dream, um, and the series not uh, not finished at the moment. So uh, yeah, I just hope to score one more. But the most important is, of course, to uh, to qualify for the next round. So you heard Ajax striker Sebastian Ale speaking there. And that's it for the UEFA Champions League. Let's recap last night's EPL action because Crystal Palace Football Club, they managed to hold Manchester City to a goalless draw at Selhurst Park, which could have major title implications. Let's hear from Manchester City forward Bernardo Silva speaking after the game. I always leave everything on the pitch. Uh, disappointing night. I think in a normal day, uh, we should have won this game. We created so many chances, and but we couldn't score them. So yeah, still better to be in our position, but it's very tight. No, honestly, no. We've been in front of them plenty of time. We've been behind them uh, for two seasons as well. Uh, and we know it's always tough to come to Palace. It's always tough to, to play to play the game. It doesn't matter who you play. So yeah, we were eight points in front of them. Now, if they beat Arsenal, just one. But still, uh, better to be now in their position. We still have to come to our home. So yeah, exciting nine games left to, to be played. City forward Bernardo Silva speaking there. Let's get to the camps now and let's hear from Ghanaian midfielder Thoughty who has been speaking about how he's added to the team system over time. Well, I think the first uh, reason was to understand how the boss want to play, you know, and also getting adapted to, you know, the rhythm of the Premier League and uh, understanding that uh, this is a different, you know, a different league. Uh, then, you know, learn quick. You have to understand uh, that uh, you are in a situation where you will be pressed as, uh, at any time. Arsenal midfielder Thomati speaking there. Let's finish off with some basketball from the end. Let's recap the scores from last night. The Cavaliers, they secured an overtime victory 
over the Los Angeles. But the Atlanta Hawks also beat the Portland Show Nuggets. They overcame a big deficit to beat Sixers, and then the Hornets also beating OKC Thunder 134-116 in a game between the Timberwolves and Spurs. The Timberwolves won. 149 to 139. Anthony Towns scoring a career high 60 points in that game. And then the Golden State Warriors also managed to beat the Washington Wizards 126 112 in that game. Steph Curry was hot in that particular encounter. The Kings over, um, overcame the Bulls. Uh, the Jazz also lost to the Bucks. And then the Lakers continued to lose games, this time losing at home to the Toronto Raptors. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Lechego, the small sports at ttsportsonline.com. Savings and loans. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. City 97.3. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
birthday to Dr. Charles Rekubrobi. Yesterday was your birthday. Enjoy the day. It's a belated request from the team. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for all the inspiration. Thank you for living your life to, to push the Ghana agenda. Charles Rekubrobi, aka Tazan. Tazan. Happy belated birthday to you, sir, from the team. A few more. Congrats to Nathan. He had his wedding at my church. His voice has even changed. He sounds more melodious. Now I'm drinking soup prepared at home. <laughs> Coming in from Willie Alasani to you, Nathan. He says your voice has changed. You say your voice sounds more melodious. <laughs> Please help me wish Audrey Apreku Branch, head of Access Bank at Jingano, a happy birthday. You've been a constant source of... You've been a constant since we started banking in 2009. And I appreciate you. Lots of love from Fatima. To Audrey Apreku Branch, manager Access at Jingano. From Fatima. Yes, please. And uh, another one coming uh, in. Fatimano, who is wishing somebody a happy birthday? Today is her birthday. Are you serious? Yes. So Fatima will forgo her own birthday and wish other people happy birthday and celebrate people. So, Fatima, this morning I'm celebrating you. Hey. Mrs. Fatima Adam, I am celebrating you. And I'll start by reading your husband's message. Oh, wow. Yes. Your husband has sent a very nice message and I'll add mine. Wow. Kamal wow. says that. Although my calendar tells me that today I have to tell you how much I love you. Mm-hmm. I hope you know I love you every day of the year. Oh. Far more than simple words can express. Oh, oh, Happy oh. birthday, my love. Wow. Fatima is a, a constant listener of City. She used to work at Access. Now she runs her own place. It's called, is it Kanshi? 
Kamshi. Kamshi. Which means Kamshi. Kamshi Jamaska. Kamshi in um, <laughs> East Legon, uh, close to the Starbites. You know the new East Legon road yeah, on, your, yeah. on your right. Nice, nice, nice. If you want to wish happy birthday, go and buy. Go something. and buy something from Kamshi. From Kamshi. Yes, nice, nice perfume, you, like, candles. Like, no, you later. You marry fresh. You need it. <laughs> and later, where you are, if there are mosquitoes, she's got these texts be yeah. that when you light it, it smells good yeah. and it warts off mosquitoes. No, you need it in your life. You have to go. No, yes. Charlie, you need it. I'll buy one for you. Thank yeah. you. And I like your ring too. <laughs> yeah, really so far, happy birthday from from <laughs> all of us. <laughs> and he's wearing a gold watch too. Charlie, let me see. Gold watch. Gold watch. Gold, gold bracelet. bracelet. And a nice ring. And he has a golden heart. Yeah, yes. too much. He has joined the table of men. <laughs> too much. In fact, new haircut. Cufflinks are also golden. New swag. Let me look at the shoe. The Everything. shoe, no, it's not golden, but the soles are golden. Happy birthday to Mrs. Uh, Ritani Gold Afeji Mensa of the Accra Passport Office from the kids and your husband Stephen. May God fulfill his word concerning you. And let me say good morning to our listener in Kenya, Rosemary, who runs that African um, restaurant. Early morning, she sent me a foot, a video of Kose she's frying and she says she's selling the Kose business to the Kenyans. So good morning for for, for selling Nick, Ghanaian food to Kenya. Tell, tell her she should, should send you her address. I'll be in Kenya next month. I will go. I'm going to eat there. The tell Ghana, her that the Ghana food talk. Next month look she will have a visitor. Look at Kosi. Mm. Yes. It's true, pa, Nathan's voice has changed. I was wondering whether it was really him. God bless his marriage. Uh. <laughs> A few more requests. Bernard, good morning. Our special greetings to Nathan Kwao. He's welcome back to the newsroom. We wish him a happy married life. We are proud of him because we are in a house in Katasco because of his grandfather. This is from the Kwao 
house master at Ketasco to Nathan Kwao. And then another one, Bernard, please congratulate Dr. Bafo Jan and the team of cardiovascular surgeons who performed the first open heart surgery at UGMC yesterday. Nice. Thank you for the push to get the hospital open. Wow. Dr. Bafojan and the team, congratulations on performing the first open heart surgery at the UGMC yesterday. Ben, I please wish my husband, roommate, and best friend Kafui Kwame Agropa a blessed birthday. I want the whole world to hear me say, I love you. May the Lord bless you with good health and good riches. From Fafali and Selinam, we are proud to call you daddy. Thanks for everything. Meanwhile, the birthday requests are brought to you by Creamy Plus Evaporated Milk. Takes you back to the original creamy taste of evaporated milk. It contains all the essential nutrients and vitamins in a milk with vegetable fat. Start your day right, whether it's tea, coffee, whether it's masque or any cereal. Creamy Plus can help it go down well. It's available at all girl shops, shell shops, Bachona Total, and other supermarkets in your neighborhood, as well as less farm distributors. Contact them for bulk purchase. Call 0501-682-522. Alright, so this morning, I don't want to really sort of um, start the day on a bad note, but the truth is that the economy is going through a lot of challenges. They price of petroleum products are set to go up if government doesn't do anything today which is why it's very urgent so the pricing windows are uh, sort of arranged every two weeks the first pricing window was first to 15th march second pricing window begins tomorrow to the end of the month and uh, apparently if nothing is done about the current trajectory of prices a liter of diesel will be 10 cd 72 pesos <laughs> 10 cds and a liter of petrol which is called super will be 9 cd 72 pesos both are currently selling at 8 cd 22 pesos now this is interesting because initially the projection was made by the ies institute of energy security then the copec also endorsed it with some calculations which they sent to us which dankanamoa confirmed now yesterday umaru sandra interviewed both dankanamoa and the head of pricing at national petroleum authority abbas tasunti who did not disagree with the calculations that copec was making so first i wanted to hear mr amos explanation to umaru sandra as to why the the prices were going to hit 10 cd for diesel and 9 cities for petrol and then the MP is uh, reasoning around the issues as well. Pump prices are simply going up again. Uh, and this time it's not just some 10, 15 pesos or 20 pesos. Uh, you are dealing with uh, a difference of about additional two Ghana cities per liter. Uh, so by the time you are done buying a gallon, uh, that's close to nine cities, 10 cities thereabout. Uh, this is coming as a result of world market prices, uh, which clearly over the past two weeks has been pretty volatile. And then in addition to that, the local currency has also been 
quite shambolic and abysmal in its performance. Uh, the local currency within the period is reported to have lost almost 10% uh, within the short period. And uh, you have international market prices for particularly uh, diesel, uh, which you would probably call AGO, also going up by as much as 316 US dollars a metric. Um, in previous times, you would be doing averages of $20, 30 40 uh, sometimes even 50, 60. But within this particular window, uh, we are looking at a variance of $316 for AGO alone uh, or diesel. And then petrol seemed to also have done uh, about $182, uh, $185 per metric increase. Whilst in ordinary or normal times, uh, you are looking at 20, 30, sometimes uh, $40 a metric. Uh, if you put these together, what you are getting uh, together with the CD uh, depreciation, uh, which currently the BDC forward rate uh, is even pegging at 7.5, which is quite uh, not a reality. Uh, the interbank rates I saw as of this evening when I did visit a bank, uh, the banks are actually selling for 7.75. So the VDs may not be able to still get the dollar even at 7.5. Uh, once they also decide to do the 7.75 or 8 city uh, to a dollar, then prices could definitely be doing uh, 11 cities, even 12 cities for diesel uh, in the next um, 24 to 48 hours. Those are numbers uh, coming from uh, the markets, worryingly, Omar. Last week, the um, other think tank in this sector, the IES, gave us projections suggesting that we may actually run out of fuel as a country because the BDCs were having some difficulties. Uh, subsequent to that interview, I spoke to Senyo Hosi, who is CEO of Seaboard, the Chamber of um, BDCs. And he said um, we hadn't reached the alarm levels yet, i.e. there's no cause for alarm as yet, and that we still have stock and they can still import despite the challenges. What is your reading of the ground? Uh, Sandra, I can confirm that we are not very close um, to shortages. Uh, what we are very close to uh, is that people will now probably have to park their vehicles and uh, probably think of a public transport uh, who also just left my office a while ago. You talk of the commercial transport operators uh, demanding that we take to the streets. And um, I couldn't help but share in that position because it looks as though uh, Sanda nobody is actually listening to anything, especially the cries by private Ghanaians and these commercial uh, transport operators for fuel prices to be managed. As far as uh, our readings of uh, volumes is concerned, the BDCs are not reporting shortages yet. What I guess the IES was trying to communicate uh, is that you would probably need to revise their LC levels for them uh, in order that they are able to sustain the kind of volumes that they import into the country, if you talk of the BDCs. Because for somebody who probably had uh, an operating or a trading capital of 10 million USD, uh, if initially 
you were dealing with a metric ton for around 400, 500 USD, and it's currently uh, over 1,000, 1,200 USD. What it means is that that same 10 million, which could probably, uh, the volumes you could get for a month, two, three ago, uh, you can get half of it. It means that uh, the BDC capital will be strained or constrained. What about banking or financial arrangements they are able to come to with their banks? Uh, I do not know, but I think that is what the IES reading uh, was pointing to. But as far as uh, products uh, in tank is concerned, our reading is that there's enough uh, within the country. The only problem is that, <laughs> Sander, you're going to have to pay anything above 10 cities, 11 cities for fuel uh, by close of day Wednesday, uh, the 16th day of March, per our reading. Uh, Sander, if not for the pricing window uh, that the NPA is strict on, uh, you saw that within this window, uh, some even did some adjustments on Friday. Uh, some moved from the 8 CD 29 persuades to about 8 CD 45, 49, thereabouts. Uh, our reading or communication was to the extent that they are probably not looking to give Ghanaians that heart attack like I indicated earlier. Uh, where you wake up and it's moved from 8 CD 29 uh, to about uh, 10 CD 40, 10 CD 60, 10 CD uh, 80 thereabouts. Uh, so for the first time in a long while, some oil marketing companies have had to increase their prices twice within the first window of March. But what we are discussing, the 2 CD extra per litre coming. Uh, Sander, I doubt beyond Wednesday uh, anybody will want to wait because the BDC prices, uh, I would also share with you numbers coming from the association oil marketing companies. Uh, that is even way higher uh, than what we have uh, computed, uh, what the NPA reading of the situation is. The AOMC uh, has done some scenario projections, and what they are also looking at is anything between 11 and 12 Ghana cities a litre for both petrol and diesel. Uh, we have done some 24% projection, uh, which is on the conservative side, and we think that uh, if our numbers, based on what the NPA's uh, market readings, uh, together with the city's depreciation, is anything to go by, you could be buying petrol for a minimum 10 city, um 40 and uh, diesel could be doing almost 11 Ghana cities in the next 48 hour standard. So that was Umaru Sanders speaking to Duncan Amor. So Duncan's projections from the COPEC are actually more conservative than what the OMCs have. And we have the OMC projections which we will um, share with you soon. But even working with Duncan's OMC projection, uh, sorry, the COPEC's projection. 10 CDs per liter of diesel, 9 CDs per liter of super is very serious. Let's hear from the MPA. The head of pricing was called up, asked whether he has any good news in relation to this. Unfortunately, he says Kopec is right. This is Abbas Ibrahim Tasunti speaking on the same program. From what Duncan said, um, their projections are based on the changes in the world market prices and the exchange rate. So, with the formula we use for certain petroleum product prices, uh, we've announced the indicated the daily indicated prices. 
the daily price indicate, indicators uh, which we make public to consumers and uh, anyone who's interested in following the prices for every window. You would notice that the price of gasoline, that petrol, the price of petrol has increased by about 19%. Um, the price of diesel on the world market has also increased by about um, 30, about 34%. So looking at just this increment and combined with the effect of the exchange rate, which, are, which is also depreciating very significantly, um, definitely the price that we expect at the pump as has been projected, is likely to, is very likely to go beyond the nine cities mark. So their projections are not far from true. Okay, and LPG as well. I see that LPG is also part of yes, the list. LPG is also yes. The LPG with the world market price of LPG has increased by about seventeen percent. So just looking at the world market price, you can see the significant increase. And uh, we, we all are aware of what um, is happening on the global scene, which is causing this price change. Um, since we deregulated pricing and. The importers have to price at full cost, and the marketers also have to price at full cost. Any increment coming from the world market price and the exchange rate will definitely pass on to the pump. Now, 34% is the highest among the lots. That's for diesel. And a lot of our churchers use diesel. Now, this means that it will affect the masses or the, the population. When NPA plans to make this announcement or the NPA is making this announcement, do you check in with government and say, hey, look what we got. It's going to cause a lot of stare. Do you want to do anything about it or we, you just go ahead and publish and let government react afterwards? So indeed, uh, I think we have to first of all look at what NPA's mandate is. Uh, our mandate is to ensure that the pricing of the product has been done according to the formula. So, like I said, we are one of the price objectives of men to ensure that the importer is pricing at full cost and then the supplier, the distributor local is also pricing at full cost. If any intervention will come in pricing, it will have to come from government, like you have said. So, once we do this, um, intervention that will come from government will have to be taken based on what the scenario looks like. But we always keep the, everyone involved, uh, on the, uh, involved uh, informed of what the expected changes on the market going to look like and this is constant that will happen on wednesday so from wednesday these changes will take effect yeah so the next pricing window takes effect from the 16th of march which is wednesday as we have said so from that day we can see uh prices we will see prices changing but it's also good to know uh, to for, um, to indicate that um because of deregulated pricing the expected increases will not be the same for all marketers as we speak right now you are very much aware that there are companies who are selling at is 49 pesos. There are companies who are below the HCDs mark. So in this deregulated market, it's also good for consumers to look out for the competition on the market and take advantage of that because um, all over the world, uh, everyone is looking for who has the best price and that's what really competition in the, the deregulated market is about. So you buy from um, the, the, the market that has the best price for you. Well, I know most consumers are usually scared of the quality, thinking that if the company's price is low, then it means they are selling bad for we want to allay that, that fear because uh, we, we, we also monitor the quality of products that are distributed to the filling stations. So, so un unless the uh, OMC wants to run the business at ground, the price per liter would be at least nine cities for petrol. Um, at least, uh, let me say that because of the competition, once again, uh, the OMCs and the BDCs use various strategies now. Um, they could all be buying from uh, marketers. But then, sorry, the importers, but then their prices, the, the price that they buy for the importers would vary for several reasons. It could be credit terms, 
they could be um, in terms of uh, whether they are paying cash for it or not. So several factors come into play, and this can sometimes lead to huge disparities in their pricing. So when the market, what we do is that to make sure that whatever anyone is pricing at, it's a price that is very realistic and that they are not doing anything illegal to be able to sell at those low prices. So nine series, like I said, is um, the, the, the very realistic price we'll be paying for um, for the next window. But it could be higher than that, it could be lower than that, depending on the company's strategy. Now, if a company charges more than that, you can force them to reduce it. But if they charge less than that, you are fine. So um, if you say more than that, because if we have we announce a, a, a level that they must sell at, we don't do that as a, in a regulated market. Uh, we have our own indications as to what the price should be. We don't announce them because of that, because there's competition. But what we do is that every company that submits its price for the window submits their indicated price to us. And you deal with and make sure that it's in line with the formula. So every company's indicative will vary. If you submit your indicative price to us, then we check to make sure that you are going by that. That's what we do. But uh, we don't announce the price at which we say that if you sell below or we sell above, it's wrong. That's not what we do. Alright, so that was uh, Abbas Ibrahim Tasunti, he's the head of pricing at the MPA. So the COPEC calculation says that we could be buying f- petrol for 9 CD 72 pesos today or tomorrow and diesel for 10 CD 72 pesos. So apparently, this COPEC pro- prognosis is actually conservative compared to what the OMCs are saying. Hmm. Could you, so, what are the OMCs themselves saying? They are saying that COPEC <laughs> is being conservative. Right? Is COPEC, COPEC, COPEC is being conservative. If you look at their analysis of the situation mm. and the figures they are putting out, mm. the 10 cities that is making us cream is even conservative. <laughs> For example, um, this document I'm reading is the, AO, the Association of Oil Marketing Companies Pricing Index. Mm-hmm. And it's the computation scenario for expand prices with marketers and dealers margins. So there are two scenarios, right? Yes. Um, dated March 15, 2022. Mm-hmm. Now, it says that below are the projected range of expand prices for the window beginning from 15th March 2022. Today? Yes. Per our Association of Oil Marketing Companies Market Research Index. <laughs> Highest average projected ex-refinery prices, that is credit purchase, mm-hmm. PMS is petrol. Premium, premium motor spirit. So it's petrol, mm-hmm. right? 8.50 uh, CDs per liter. Mm-hmm. AGO, which is diesel, mm-hmm. 9.50 CDs per liter. Mm-hmm. And then LPG, which is gas, mm-hmm. 9 CDs per kilogram. So this is the ex-refinery. So from the refinery to them, that's the yes. price as we they take it. Yes. As the the the, the person who will then sell to us. Yes. Now, have now they when they add their computational margins, scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. So if they add hundred percent delay margin, mm-hmm. petrol becomes eleven CD seventy nine pesos. Forgive. Per liter. Seven nine. Diesel becomes twelve CD seventy seven pesos. Mm-hmm. And LPG becomes 11 CDs, 44 pesos. That's if they are dealers' margin is 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. If the dealers, uh, the, that's if the marketer's margin is 100%. Yes. And the dealers' margin is 100%. Yes. So what now, if the marketers reduce their margin? To say 70% and mm-hmm. the dealers' margin is 100%. Mm-hmm. It drops to 11.64% for petrol, mm-hmm. uh, 11.64 CDs. Uh, per, for petrol per liter per liter and 12.62 cds per liter for diesel what about lpg and 11.19 cds per kilogram 
So let's assume the marketers decide that, and this is OMCs, right? Yes. So let's assume the OMCs say, okay, we are going to reduce our margin by 50%. Yes, so marketers reduce it by 50%, mm-hmm. but the dealer's margin is still maintained. Remains. It drops to 11.54 Ghana cities per liter for petrol, hmm. 12.52 Ghana cities per liter for diesel, and 11.09 um, Ghana cities for a kilogram of LPG. And if the markets decide that, well, they are good Samaritans, so mm-hmm. they will continue dropping to 20%, for example. Okay, so let's assume that the marketers they don't put any margin on it at all. No marketers margin, no dealers margin. Yes, if both of them say won't do any margin. But dealers will have to take margin. Okay, so let's assume the dealers... And say, the marketers definitely will have to take some margin. No, I'm just looking for the best case scenario under this highest price projection. But best case, you no, know, there's no way the Gulf filling station or the total filling station at... No, but that's how we are doing scenarios. Okay. So I'm saying that let's assume that they said there's no marketers margin and there's no dealers margin. Okay, okay. But that won't happen, though. So yes, but I'm just saying, those. yeah. <laughs> if they assume because, that... see, the, the reason I'm asking mm-hmm. that, that, even that the, the figure is still higher than the, yes. the, so, the COPEC prices. If they assume that they won't take... If we assume they won't take any margins, it's still the petrol becomes 10.93 Ghana cities Which is higher than the 9.72 that's that COPEC, COPEC is projecting. projecting. Um, diesel becomes 11.91 Ghana cities per litre. Mm-hmm. And LPG becomes 10.48 Ghana cities per kilogram. Now, granted that what you've done is the highest average projected ex-refining price yes. based on 850, 950, mm-hmm. and 900. If you came to 800, 908, which is the lowest price, and, and you still did the calculations, and they are not sticking in the any lowest possible pra- price according to the OMCs is 10.43 for petrol, 11.41. Yes. So, Godfrey, listen to this. Based on the OMC calculation, mm. The lowest possible price we will pay for petrol from this window is 10 CD 43 pesos hey. per liter. And diesel is 11 CD 41 pesos per liter. So even Dankanama was being conservative, was conservative. That he is basically saying 9.7 for petrol, 10.7 for diesel. According to the OMCs themselves, mm. the best possible scenario is 10.4 and 11.4 per liter. Wow. Charlie, this is crazy. This is really crazy. We'll come back to look at the factors. Uh, the brief analysis we've done in the studio suggests that of all the factors, the depreciation is more important than the world price. And we'll try and prove that when we come back. But it's a uh, minute past eight. So it means tech and social media trends. Probably brought to us by Carbank. The world is run by women. And Carbank Women Banking helps them do this. At Carbank... We are committed to building a world where women thrive and where women-run businesses grow. We do this because we believe in the power of women to multiply whatever they have. Now, if you're a woman in business, then partner with Carl Bank Women Banking today and let's help you build capacity, network with other female entrepreneurs and access financing at competitive rates tailored just for you. At Carl Bank, we believe in the power of women to cause change. That's why we've signed on to the UN SDG Goal 5 to support Ghana achieve equity for women and girls. Contact Carl Bank Women Banking via email at wbu at carbank.net or on social media. Carl Bank forward together. And the Vodafone Ecoso promo is still on. People are winning cash, airtime, and data. Don't be left out. Receive red coins whenever you top up Vodafone and claim your share of the 2 million CD worth of prizes in cash, airtime, and data while the promo is still on. Simply dial star 553 hash or go to my Vodafone app to check your accumulated red coins to redeem your rewards. Vodafone Ecoso promo, no promo draws. Ecoso. Daniel Cranting is here with a segment. 
morning, Bernard. Good morning, Daniel. Yeah, fuel is trending. Giddy, 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 giddy. So the fuel prices are going to cross 10 Ghana CD per liter by March 16 tomorrow. That's what Kopec has projected. Um, so that is uh, generating a lot of conversation on social media. Also in the trends is Chief of Staff, uh, Fremont Parry. Um, she's catching heat on social media because of a series of uh, Instagram posts by uh, actress uh, Ifia Schwarzenegger on Instagram. Hey, what's um, happening? Ifia Schwarzenegger was thanking her for donating 50,000 Ghana CDs for her to fly her father's uh, coffin for the, eh? uh, the funeral. Yeah. Charlie. So she's catching heat. Social when we are hustling with fuel price, she's giving 50k for somebody to fly coffin into Ghana for funeral. Coffin from where? It wasn't stated, she didn't say. She just said, like, I flew in the coffin for the funeral. So, yes, was she joking? Like, <sighs> no, she was serious. It was a series of so she was thanking different people, and then uh, um, oh, okay, former party also came up in there. Um, one of those uh, personal donation or state mm -hmm. donation personal donation oh, okay. mm -hmm. she said mother of all mothers that what 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 would she have done without her and then she mentioned it um oliver barker is also mm -hmm. in the trends um he's a fix the country convener um, he's a guy who said he organized a coup parliament passed the e-levy bill um, he was arrested back in february uh, yesterday he was in the Tema high court of a bill hearing and uh, over there, after the uh, hearing, he dared the attorney general to follow through in his quest to prosecute him. Mm. Um, he says he's ready to stand trial. Um, the court will um, uh, deliver its ruling on the, uh, the bill earlier, um, later today. Um, also in the trends is uh, Kofi Kanata is trending alongside KNUST. Now, this is interesting. His, uh, his song, uh, Things Fall Apart, has been authorized for literature students in tech, KNUST. Um, in a post by Voice of KNUST on Twitter, um, you can see parts of the song in Fanti have been translated into English. Um, you also noted that this is the third time in six years um, that uh, Kofi Kenata song is being used by literature students in KNUST. Um, the first time was 2016 where they used Susuka. Um, 2018 they used Confessions and now this year for the first semester literature. They are using things fall apart. When you were in school, which song did you use? I didn't do literature. We did at Interbank. Oh, general. Um, I didn't. Oh, anyway, yeah, the chairman. <laughs> did a bow at Interbank. Well, what course is that? Literature. It was com skills, communication skills. And did you uh, this, this is a tech matter. Yes. Yeah, oh, tech okay. matter. Tutu Jagusagidi Hogidi. Oh, really? Yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> Give me some tech news ago. Mm. Um, remember some time ago. Um, I spoke about uh, Apple's plans to release a new software that allows you to use Face ID whilst wearing a mask. <laughs> yes, it's out. So the 15.4 is out. It allows you to use your Face ID. Two options. You can use your, your real face and then you can use one with a mask. It will still recognize you. There's also a feature um, that allows you to use Siri um, to ask about the date and the time while offline. So you don't need internet to um, access that. And there's also a very interesting one. It's called Universal Control. Now, if you have... And an iPad and a Mac uh, like you, Bernard, you can send files without using um, uh, AirDrop. So you really? just drag and drop. So once you from yeah, seriously. So what we're watching <laughs> in movies. So if your Are iPad you is close to your iMac, you just drag and then. That's it for iPhone too. No. Just the, so uh, I have iPad. an iPad and an iMac. You make sure that both of them are signed on to the same uh, iCloud address. Then I, which I have, which then have. I will carry the document like I have a presentation. Yes. So you just, uh, it's like a long press. Hey. And then you just throw it on and it goes there. 
Simple. This is witchcraft. This is not technology. <laughs> 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 Are you kidding me? I'm serious. It's called Universal Code. You should check it out on YouTube. It's, it's, it's crazy. So it's actually working? It's working. It's working. From one device to another? Yeah, just like that. You know, to, to be sure that this works, you should buy me an iPad so that I try <laughs> on my Mac. No, I have one. <laughs> Are you, are you serious? Yeah. So if you go, if you, if you are done with the show, you can try. Just put on. You have the same iCloud account on both. So you put on Universal Control on both your iPad and then your iMac, and then you just send Charlie. files. <laughs> from Mac to uh, um, from Mac to the uh, iPad and from the iPad to the Mac. Wow, wow. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. on the city breakfast show did you know that with a zenith visa card you can get great discounts at selected merchant locations if you're a tertiary student open a zenith aspire student account get a free visa card for all other individuals simply visit any zenith branch you'll be issued with a zenith visa card at a whopping 50 percent discount our cards are accepted globally issued instantly and fully activated and ready to use get your visa card from any zenith branch today or visit visacards.africa forward slash marketplace terms and conditions apply zenith bank in your best interest so i have a question for you when was the last time you were dewormed do you remember well danex item starwing plc is inviting individuals organizations and schools and associations to join its flagship program the national deworming campaign this and every quarter 
the worm with alazole 400 milligram or minazole 500 to reduce the prevalence of worm infestations in the body you may call or whatsapp 0592504500 to place your orders for DWMS and we'll deliver them to you. The number is 0592504500 to place orders for DWMS. Danex Ayrton PLC caring for life. And you know the feeling you have when you don't have to worry about something running out? Well, when you know you have enough, that's the feeling Selfline gives you with a one-year bundle. Whether you're keeping tabs on the family on the go, staying busy with your favorite movies online, or you're downloading all your movies in 4K, the one-year bundle gives you high-speed data all year round. You can enjoy 12 months data connection for every 11 months purchase with a device backup and a dedicated VIP manager to assist all your needs. Sign up today, dial star 718 star 77 hash or go to selflinegh.com, selfline better together. Alright, so this morning we've analyzed the um, COPEC numbers who are saying that starting today a liter of petrol could go for as high as 9.72 and a liter of diesel 10.72 we've also seen the aomc analysis which suggests that it could actually be worse from according to the according to the analysis the lowest possible price for petrol is actually 10.48 and kojo i think diesel is 11 point something so apparently the calculation that uh, dankanamo and co put out was actually conservative Let's speak to the head of the Association of Oil Marketing Companies, Kweku Ajimandria, on the basis for their calculation and what can be done to avert what will be an unprecedented price for a liter of diesel and petrol. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. So yesterday when we spoke to Dan Kanamoa, he gave us 9.72 petrol, 10.72 for diesel, which to us was very high. This morning, we've analyzed your numbers, and it even looks like Duncan was being kind. Apparently, from your calculation, the lowest possible price we could pay for petrol is 10.48, and diesel is 11.4. Is this correct? Yes, correct. Wow. How did we get here? You know, you know this, um, it, depends. it depends on where you are coming from in terms of S refinery. Maybe Duncan, uh, if you use S5 of plat, eh, for plat, you you end up being having lower figures. But if you go to the market, the market meaning what is happening in Ghana, where you source your, your product from your your BDCs with the negotiated prices on the S refinery, that's where that's the landed product. That's where you tend to have a devaluation between the plats and what is landed here for you to. Uh, what do you mean by plat? Plat, it's an international reference uh, point for um, S refinery prices. I see. But you are using yeah. the price at which you pick it from the refinery? You pick from the BDC. The BDC. And you are getting it. Your, so your lowest average projected S refinery for petrol is 800 CDs per liter. Yes. Mm-hmm. For diesel is 900. 
that's on cash basis. That's on cash basis. Mm. Wow. What are the main drivers of this higher X refinery price? What what, what are the what what's the most important cause for these increases? But now 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 the major increase is the the way the city dollar relationship is behaving. That's where we are having a problem. Because even sometimes during the window, BDC had to had cause to increase their uh S ref because they they will be chasing the the S, uh, the city dollar relationship right and that's becoming an issue because even if you have the oil price being uh, stable you have got the city dollar relationship to tackle and so the most important it. factor is the city dollar depreciation not even the world price exactly coming to your because the way it's going day in day out it's becoming another issue do you do you do you, do you uh, just just to be clear? Do you where do you how do you get dollars to buy the 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 the, the product as OMCs? That's the oh that's the, the BDCs work. It's the BDCs who go chasing for the dollars to do that. Yeah, sorry, the BDCs. So they are the ones who buy the finished product, and you then buy from them. On them, yes, yes. But you you pay CDs to them, but they look they need dollars to buy. Exactly. They do the same way of converting because obviously if we pay them, they have to convert back to dollars and pay their traders, you know. And that becomes another issue. That's where the the city dollar relationship becomes very important. What dollar figure did you use for your calculation? Um in our calculation, our calculation is basically the principal is the the S refinery. And the BDC are the one who goes counting out for the for the dollars. But you see, if we remember some time ago, we talked about this about this the dollar thing. And then because where we find ourselves in the economy, the country, we are asking for a dedication of some extra for the oil industry, so that you know we are avoid speculations about the exchange rate issues. And the speculation is a big part of this. Uh, issue but if we were able to create a, a forest platform for the oil industry i think we seem to we, we somehow be stabilizing and uh, removing some circulation stabilizing the the dollar against the city and so and right now everybody's going for the dollar i mean if somebody's really importing a, a cow skin you will be asking for dollars you know so and we know that fuel has a inflationary effects on on everything. So if we, as a country, we zoom in in trying to get the dollar and minimize the circulation and have a, a special forest market for the uh, the oil industry, I think it will help. It will help. It will minimize the, the circulation and probably... So so if the, the BDC is able to get the dollar directly from the BOG, it will help them stabilize the dollar rather than buying it from the open market. market. I mean, and sometimes, you know, the speculation is right. For instance, um, if you you need, uh, let's say you need about $200,000 to do something, then you go to one bank and you go there and you say you need $200,000. And you say he has, he has got over $100,000. So you go to the other bank and you say, man B, I need $200,000. So to the banking sector, 
it's like you need $400,000. That's what the speculation is. But actually, you need $200,000. So we call the speculation, they say, hey, demand and supply issue, you are the economist. $400,000. Then it becomes like the market needs $400,000. But actually, the market needs $200,000. And that has effect on the the election rates thing. You know, so it would mean that the the dollars is, are dollars are scarce. So let's go for it, and the cities will need more cities to go for the dollars. But that might not be the actual case. You only mm. need two hundred thousand, but because of you have to move from one bank to the other, and the speculation becomes uh, something which distorts the markets for the mm. So the analysis you did, the ten point four three is actually the best possible scenario which is even not realistic because from that scenario you are not charging the marketer's margin and the dealer is also not charging a margin and you are getting yeah. the premium at 80 this so is it is so it's basically that's even unlikely it's unlikely because you have to pay your workers you know you need to take care of your right so there'll be some amount so what is the likelihood it will be going to the 10.89 you don't foresee dealers reducing their margin because if you do a 20% marketer's margin, you are sacrificing 80% of your margin. Do you foresee the dealers giving any any space for us as well? Um, I tell you, Bernard, this, uh, our dealing regulation regime now, the dealers are the champions. You cannot, if you, if you mess up with your dealer, you lose your dealer. You go to another OMS. So you want to safeguard your dealer as much as possible. And they, they will tell you that, well, if you can't give me this margin, I'm, I'm leaving. So you want to really preserve your dealer. And your dealer will be moving from one place to the other. Let me just clarify this for the public. A marketer is an OMC. So Shell, Total, Goyle, Sell, Ad Marketers. Who is the dealer in this conversation? The dealer, you know... Uh, the station that you see, uh, we can we have got very uh, three classes. One of them we call the dealer own, dealer manage station, dealer own station. Yeah, that is he put up every everything at the station. Now that OMC will have to do, the sponsor in, in getting them the product, the sponsor in safety, and uh, get his full training. He doesn't manage that. Then there's uh, another one where the dealer, the fellow put up the station. And the OMC put up the pumps, put other gadgets in. Then um, there's a relationship with you. OMC will manage it for you. And there's one which is put up there by the OMC and be managed by the OMC itself, you know. And the, so the ones which are being managed by them, that's where we tend to have problems. Because, I mean, have, if you joke, it's not the fact that you have got a contract with the fellow. He may decide to leave under the terms of the contract because um, he realized that you're not giving what he's supposed to he's supposed to get. And now, the way the situation is, it's so fragile that if you don't really get hold of your dealer, it's gone. Probably the station is the one who's making a lot of volumes for you. But if it's gone, you realize that at this time that we're having this uh, pricing issue, you'll be losing out because volume is the key. So for you, the marketers, what you can do is to reduce your margin, but you can't expect the dealers to do same. 
So for, when I look at the price build-up, realistically, it looks like if the if the OMCs give us the maximum concession they can give, we'll still pay 10.89 CDs per liter for petrol, 11.87 for diesel, and 10.34 for LPG. Yes. Wow. So apart from the BOG sorting out the uh, BDCs in terms of the dollar side, what else can be done? Um, I mean, obviously, when, when they get to this stage, and um, what the states can do is to subsidize. And that's it. Honestly, I am not a believer in subsidy, you know. But then they say that you need to have a, a well-targeted subsidy. And this is something which has caught on us, you know, because we are not have public transport working very well in this country for a long time. If public transport is working, obviously we could, the government could look at subsidizing through public transport for all of us to be free. But we will just join the public transport. And it, it helps to alleviate this situation. But as it stands now, they have no uh, choice than to find a way subsidy. And that's going to be very expensive. Because given the pricing, now government is subsidized. It needs a lot of money to do that, at least in the short term. Hmm. Well, we'll leave you here. Thank you for talking to us, Kwekwa Right. Thank you. Thank you. He's the he's the CEO of the uh, AOMCs, and his calculation, based on the calculations we've been given, the the best possible price you could pay for petrol is 10 cd 89 pesos so it's not even the 9 cd 72 pesos that the guy was talking about and then for diesel is 11 cd 87 pesos that's if nothing happens so when we come back we'll explore what else is possible from the government side we understand some of the tax buildup can be removed the government actually did that in the last two months of the previous year where they suspended the price stabilization and recovery levy to give some relief to customers by a few pesos will the government be managed to do this well, the fin- but that has to come through the finance ministry and has to go through a parliamentary process. So let's see whether that's possible. But it's 8.30. Let's bring you your money as we discuss the economy. So this morning, it's two things. The fuel prices are going crazy, driven by the exchange rate, which is also yeah. misbehaving. We'll come and deal with that as well on that on the show. And of course, later in the morning, if you're an SME, I have great news for you. In Jaro, Africa, some great, great... Um, news for pension funds and for SMEs. We'll be speaking about how they can inject some capital into your business to move it to the next level before we deal with our Heritage Month segment. But it's time for your money and let's go straight for it. Alright, Kojo has a segment for us. You see, one of the most painful things at this time it's not buying a liter of fuel for nine CDs or ten CDs. It's paying mortgage in dollars when you earn in CDs. Could you, what are you doing to me? <laughs> like you earn in CDs, the food prices, fuel prices, everything is just eating your your income away. And this income is not increasing, no. And then you have to pay your mortgage in dollars. It can be painful. Very. But I think one of the things you can do, if you are paying or you have a mortgage in dollars, try to find some bulk cash 
and go and clear all that. If you can find bulk, I know people who sold their cars and other things to just go and clear their mortgage, right? So that their repayment will drop. If you cannot do that, maybe you should speak to other financial institutions and get a CD loan to go and clear that mortgage now so that your next repayment of your loan will be in CDs. So you're saying that depreciation is worse than the exchange rate, than the interest rate increase. Yeah. So a CD loan, a CD denominated loan, even with the exchange interest rate they'll give you, will still make more sense than the dollar loan. I, I think so. And, and one of the things that beyond that we must push for is the promise by the government that we'll be using, um, what do you call it, pension funds yeah. to fund housing. Yeah. That's, that's, that is cheaper capital. Mm-hmm. So we should also be pushing for that as well as a people. If we get that in, maybe we can get houses um, cheaper and not have to deal with these um, dollar mortgages that are breaking homes. Very important. That was your money with Kojo Boateng. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Number one, all the people know. All the people know. 
Time it's 8:36, and uh, whilst the uh, OMCs are saying that the, the best they could do is to charge us 20% margin, that will still leave us with very high fuel prices. What we haven't said is that the number of taxes on the price build-up. So if you look at the export price build-up, I mean, with eff- effective first January 22, Nathan. So there's an energy debt recovery levy, there's a road fund levy, there's an energy fund levy. There's a price stabilization and recovery levy. There's a sanitation and pollution levy. There's an energy sector recovery levy. There's a special petroleum tax. There's a primary distributing margin. There's a bust margin. There's a fuel marking margin. And then there are other things on the price builder. There's even the UPPF. There's the dealer's margin, which we can't remove. And then there's also a few other things. But if you look at the taxes, there's so many. Right, so even if the marketers say they are going to reduce their margin to 20%, the government still has a few things it can do. So there's the energy debt recovery levy, road fund levy, energy fund levy, price stabilization and recovery levy, which was suspended and reintroduced, sanitation and pollution levy, energy sector recovery levy. I mean, to have an energy debt recovery levy and an energy sector recovery levy is just interesting. And then there's a special petroleum tax, as well as other things like the bust margin, fuel marking, and then primary distribution margin. So in the, in the short run, the government can make dollars available to BDCs, we are told. Mm-hmm. Because it looks like the, the quest for dollars to get finished product is worsening the situation for us so by the time the bdc brings the product the omc has a higher price to pay for it and then the thing cascades and then they are taxed so but let's talk to the bdc's to see what else can be done to solve the problem because it turns out that even though the world prices are rising from all the analysis we've done the the the, the reason we are paying more is not even the world price is the currency depreciation let's confirm that with the bdc's Head of uh, Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors is Senor Kosi Hosi. Senor, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. And good morning to your listeners. Fantastic. So, I know you have an appreciation of the overall economy because last last week you, you hosted Kwesi Botri on the economy and you are quite concerned about general macro issues. But today I wanted yeah. to, to talk to us about the oil side of things. So, generally, we are told that because of what's happening in Ukraine, world prices of crude have gone up but it looks like ghana's rate of increase of price is higher than what's happening on the world market and some people are saying it's because of the scarcity of the dollar can you explain what's going on from the bdc perspective to us all right um 
So two things. When we look at price, it's not directly a matter of uh, FX liquidity, even though indirectly you could have that inf- impact, but it's actually on the price of FX. So there are two things happening. The world market prices have shot up. Uh, between the previous window and the window we are actually going to enter, come Wednesday, we've seen about a 36 35% increase in, um, in, uh, in the world market prices. And outside of that, you also have a major logistics problem. Most of the cargoes that investors that will be heading towards West Africa are now being diverted to feed Europe because we've actually cut out the Russian supply from the global market. So the cost of delivery into Africa, West Africa, has also gone up by about 400%. It's becoming quite ridiculous, you know, I mean, on the numbers side. that those two pressures have impacted the prices. Now, to make matters worse, our, from our macroeconomic side, we see a major problem with our efforts. The exchange rate depreciation has been has been quite burdensome on the on the on the on the, on the petroleum importers and the price itself. I'll give you an example. At the beginning of this window, that started first to and is ending on the fifteenth of, of 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 March tomorrow. Most BDCs were estimating that um, in the next three two months or three months next two months maximum, uh, exchange rate will be about seven point eight. Because when we sell, we sell on credit. It takes us about 45 days to collect cash. And then you spend another 15 days to convert and pay your suppliers in dollars. And we assume 7.8 in the price. Today, where are we? We are practically at 8. So it means that the sales that have been made, by the time the cash is collected, the BDCs have made a loss. So now, pricing forward on the FX, because we don't have an active forward market where we really contract hard, a dedicated forward market for the oil industry. The speculation also gets out of gear. And now going to the next one, we have to speculate even higher. So you'll be seeing assumptions running at about nine and above for the dollar. All that will have major implications on the petroleum price. And these are the prices really driving um, um, the prices uh, uh, today. Okay. On the FX side, I just want to make a few mm-hmm. comments. I mean... The central bank is aware, and I know they are taking steps. Um, in the last two weeks, they tried to intervene, with, and we really are grateful to them, um, to the governor and the treasurer, Steve Opata, for the support they've had uh, for us. But we need to have a very structured support, so it can actually cascade effectively to the pump to really support or cushion consumers. How will a forward market make things better? I just wanted to explain that. You said that you, to avoid yeah. speculation, explain what that means. Okay, so um, in, in relatively well-developed financial markets where you have active forward rates, so it's like I know that I need to collect five dollars in the next two months because I'm selling CDs today. I'll collect my cash in the next two months. What rate do I use to price it if I've bought something for ten dollars? If I go into a contract with you, Goku, that you give me dollars in the next two months at seven point eight. I'll fix 7.8 in my price today. So that in the next two months, by the time I collect the cash from you, I collect the cash from my customers, I come to you, you give me 7.8, there's no loss. So going to the forwards really help eliminate the speculation. But when you don't have the forwards, contractable forwards, people just make assumptions. So I make an assumption 7.8. In the next 
two weeks. Look, when the currency is depreciating so fast, um, I get out of out of work. The next thing that will happen is that in the next window, I'll now estimate maybe 10 instead of what could have been 8.5. Consumers are going to pay for it. So that speculation actually gets the market heated up unnecessarily. Then in addition, another problem you have with the oil industry. The oil industry with these prices will be accounting for about 20% of our import bill. And it's big. So if one BDC really wants to buy at least $10 million because of, of, of its sales and its payment obligations, it goes to 10 different banks. Every bank will think that it is, it is, it is $10 million alone. 10 times 10 will give $100 million. You are creating unnecessary speculation on the currency. So we need to find a way to coordinate it. But we're working with the central bank to really fix that so that the pressure on the city itself... So will a short-term solution be for BDCs to have direct access to dollars from the central bank to avoid this shopping for dollars in commercial banks, which leads to higher prices? Yes, um, that, 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 that will be an, a, a short-term position. But to be honest, it's not so sustainable for the central bank. Unless they come up with very different structures. But on a short-term basis, that can be done. Where the central bank could say, maybe for the next two, two months, because of the heat we have in the industry right now, we are actually going to now contract forward for the BDCs. So we we'll underwrite a certain obligation to the BDCs for a certain period. So that that will now become the benchmark for, re- for pricing petroleum going forward. And that easily could be another, be about 7.5, you know, um, as against what we are, think BDCs are going to do, something around 9, you know, because, because of the speculation that, that they are going to work with. Outside of the pressures you're having with for the international market. All right, so you gave three reasons for the recent challenge. You said, number one, between the previous pricing window and the new pricing window, the price of, fin- of crude has gone up by 35 percent yeah, number products, two you know, yeah products yes the, the two of them are not perfectly in tandem but they are they always move they correlate mm-hmm. petroleum product prices and crude prices do not react i mean so perfectly mm-hmm. so but they are indicative so when crude prices go it's like you're saying product prices go up but there are times that crude prices will not move but product prices will move because maybe you have a major problem with a refinery somewhere you know mm-hmm. whilst 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 uh, crude will just be stable because there are no issues with the uh, but in this yeah. case, they are moving in the same direction. At this time, yes. And, and then number two, you are saying there's diversion of vessels to Europe over West Africa. Somehow the vessels prefer going to Europe. You didn't explain why. Why, why would, if you, if, you give an, if, you, if you have a vessel coming from, say, Russia or North America or wherever, and that you've paid for your product, why should they divert the product to Europe and not come to West Africa? Okay, so um, we don't pay for our products that way when we buy it we pay for it well in advance the vessels actually move to our shores before we actually pay for it but because of the ukraine crisis russia's supply onto the global market has been cut so the european demand has gone up russia's supply into general europe into western europe it's is now cut off nobody's buying products from from russia uh, not absolutely but most of the volumes that they would, they would be selling to europe is gone Europe has to replace that stock, that, that, that supply source. So you are seeing a lot more flows coming from the U.S. going into Europe. Now, the ones that would, would have been leaving Europe or coming from the U.S. to come to Africa are rather focusing more on Europe. So you need to pay them much higher for them to change their mind and come to West Africa. 
Now, coming into West Africa, you have another problem. Big Brother Nigeria, which is the largest consumer, consumes about five times what Ghana does, has been having shortages because there were some technical issues. So the demand is now going to be biased towards Nigeria way more than Ghana. And we also have a specification challenge, where our specification is in direct competition with the demand or the specification in, in, the, in, the, in, in most parts of Europe. So that, those two things would always make supplying Europe a lot more convenient than coming to Ghana. So to come to Ghana, we need to pay a premium. If Russia's supply gets back into the market, we won't have this much of a problem. Mm. Let me ask another general question. Nigeria, Angola, Algeria are all large oil exporters. They export crude. How come we do not buy finished product from their refineries? Is it that they don't have proper refineries? Or wh why do we have to depend on... I mean, I don't know where we even buy our crude from. You have to help me. But certainly not from Africa because you are talking about diversion to Europe. Yeah. So probably from North America, North Sea, or somewhere in China. Yeah. How does the global refinery market work? And why doesn't Africa have any proper refineries? It's the problem with African refineries that they are government-owned. And government-owned um, enterprises just don't work in our part of Africa. It's as simple as that. Nigeria has a lot of refineries, but it's not able to feed itself because refineries, most of it, don't work. Really get it sustainable, they have to privatize. So they're actually in engagement right now with God to resuscitate that. And Dangote is coming on stream. It's a Dangote refinery that we are all hopeful would really be a game changer for, for, for Africa. And that is largely because it's it's a private sector led. And um, that's that's a sustainable uh, model going going forward. But but uh, so you don't have it. Even Angola actually feeds its um, its market from the Arab Gulf, so from the Saudi Arabia or the, or the Middle East. That's how they actually feed feed um, feed 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 feed, feed the, 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 the that area. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, we have a major problem. We it's only Morocco. Morocco does well with with its uh, refineries. So sometimes we, we get some flows from from Morocco. And having said that, this is something we can also do. Trying to deal with the logistical challenges. Our refinery, which is tall. Store needs to get back to a stolen arrangement. It would improve Ghana's security of supply. This stolen arrangement was being done with some of some of the BBCs, where they were bringing in the crude, and then there, there, there was um, and then Tor was actually getting um, uh, was getting the products out and being sold back to BBC, and then to the oil marketing companies. It's something that government must quickly resuscitate and improve our security of supply. Because with that, we can easily take the crude that is flowing out of Nigeria and also taking um, uh, consider some of the crude, especially the ten, even though it's really um, high on, set, on, 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 on fuel oil, though, also coming into Ghana. So from our own crude supplies and also mainly from Nigeria, we should be able to get the tolling refinery, I mean, to operate as a tolling refinery to sustain our product security. All right, so again... The, all the factors you've given me, the, I think the only factor within the government's control is the FX, which it means either it digs into its reserve to make more FX available, or it, it finds a way of borrowing from the international market to raise more FX so it can stabilize the, the price of the dollar. 
now how does the government do this when your macro fundamentals are going through challenges because as we're speaking our fiscals are not strong they've not been able to pass the e-levy people feel overtaxed if you look at the price build-up there's already a, a lot of taxes on petroleum products and yet somehow government needs to raise money some way so it can pump it to stabilize the city because we know that a lot of the money we get from the foreign market is pumped to stabilize the city which appears to be the short-term solution so I'm, I'm moving away from petrol and asking you generally on the economy yeah. what is the government's options what what can it do should it reduce the price build-up in the x pump in terms of the the tax build-up should it take out some should it go and look for more dollars should it dig into its, its reserves what what realistically should the government be doing to cushion well, Ghanaians who are already struggling? Struggling. One, government's fiscal situation will hardly allow government to reduce its taxes in any shape or form. The taxes, there are a little over two, two CDs right now. I mean, on, on the pump price. So it's, it's share of, it's 175, but you add other margins from the MPA for the customer because it goes above two. But I'm mentioning about one city, about 75 pesos thereabouts. Reducing this will not really materially change the pump price. And two, fuel accounts for about 12% of government, government, government domestic revenue. Taxing that when you don't have an e-levy to give you a backup is not a viable option. Where I sit, government has two choices. It's either it can't have e-levy and keep petroleum taxes as, as currently is. So what we need to do is actually inject a lot more fiscal discipline. And outside fiscal discipline, we need to start making proper calls about what our priorities as a country on the import side are. We can't be taking the dollars that we earn to just buy almost anything anymore. That must stop. We must have proper structural interventions. Nothing stops us from actually banning certain kinds of imports that will take a huge chunk of, of our efforts out of this market as of now in ways that are still self-sustaining. By now, we should be cutting on some of them, the quotas, on things like on, on, on poultry, helping resuscitate our own, our own, our own um, poultry industry, which is collapsing unnecessarily. What do we do with the money? We are using the same efforts to import, import kotoji. It's one of the most valued imports we have in this country, if you don't know. Are you serious kotoji. that we import kotoji? <laughs> we import kotoji. <laughs> we do. We take rice. We should start creating quotas on most of these imports to reduce our import bill. We need to take that step urgently. There are drastic measures are required at this time. Economies during COVID taught us one thing. When it is critical, countries look within. Just in case we are forgotten, Thailand, Vietnam, they banned the exports of rice. So did India during COVID. They wanted to look within. So let's be careful. We have a crisis at hand and it's manageable like kusibo just said mm. it's not time for us to panic we all need cool heads but we need to make strong decisions yeah let me just strong get some decisions. let me just get some clarity before i come back to the kutuje point you are saying that either the because of government fiscal position they they, they must look at the e-levy in tandem with the petroleum price build-up so you are saying that they can't forgo both i just wanted it's to explain that point properly it, it's totally impossible you have 6.7 billion that you're expecting, or 6.9 billion that they're about you're expecting from, from e levy. You're not getting it. Now, you're one of your major sources, which is 12%. You won't reduce it. It's not a viable proposition. Our revenue right now 
you look at but okay could senor senorito what about the what about the view that when they wrote the budget for 2022 the mm -hmm. indicative price of crude they use it's much lower than the price they are getting i do agree that even though i mean the, the crude that we produce we we don't own all of it fair yeah. enough but still for the percentage that we own they would have made a windfall of at least 250 million dollars if you compare the price that they gave in the budget from the price that they are currently going to get from exporting that crude so if they 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 can forego that either by removing one of the, the, there's something they call the price stabilization recovery levy two months ago yeah. or so they removed that it could give a temporary relief because psychologically to go above nine cds per liter or 10 cds per liter is very serious because the 8.2 is very serious so yeah. while the e-levy argument goes on can some of the tax buildup not be reduced so that the fiscal space they are getting from the windfall cushions them in that sense okay so you see, Bernard, there is a possible cross subsidy solution where the windfall we make in um, in uh, on the on the upstream side comes in to reduce the tax demand we are placing on on on, on um, the citizens on the downstream side. That is possible, but I come back to the same with everything. You already have a huge gap, which for now it doesn't look like government is going to be able to fill. And for government to want to collect levy and still collect petroleum taxes, I think that it will remain him in this country. I don't think politically it is wise. I don't think economically it is fair. But this windfall can be the point of compromise that we are making this windfall. So if you are allowing us to keep this windfall, then possibly we should be considering suspending the e-levy. But you are aware that the e-levy is not, from what we've heard, the e-levy, at least from the uh, road minister, the contemplation is for e-levy to be mortgaged to get more borrowing because the six billion may not make that much of a difference. So the probably the only reason why the e-levy is being pushed is the fact that it gives a revenue stream that you can borrow against. That's the understanding, at least that's the hint the road minister gave us. Yeah, you know, um, 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 Oku, there is no asking on the fact that it is time for government to be honest about rationalization of its expenditure. Our expenditures are not sustainable going forward. And one of the things I picked from Kozibo just left here is the need for political space. Government is not in need for their fiscal space. It needs political space. And that's why we all need to now put our political partisanship aside and come together at the table, put aside our arrogance, our egos, and come at the table to solve a national problem together. It is time that the minority and the majority properly set down Georgia and create the fiscal space government needs to be able to take the consolidating steps, the cost rationalizing steps, because it's not going to happen. You are not going to be able to mortgage the windfall because windfalls are not, are not, are not, are not, are not, are not uh, they are not recurring. You just never know what happens. So that's, that's not an option. If you are not going to get e-levy, you are going to get e-levy when prices are high. I don't think that the are going to react properly to it. What government must start doing is showing their way by rationalizing its own expenditure. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be painful. But it is something that we must communicate and as a country agree that we have to work on to survive for the future. We have a responsibility to generations unborn. Mm. Are we writing a story that will make them come and meet a Ghana that they need and they can win in their time? As we speak, no. Thank you for talking to us, Senor Hosi, who is the CEO 
of the Chamber of Bulk Oil Distributors very clearly spelled out the issues, the three factors affecting the prices of crude being number one, the diversions of vessels into Europe being number two, and then the challenges of FX. It's not so much FX liquidity, but FX availability. I think that's what the point he makes. And then he also talks about possible solutions, the rationalization, fiscal discipline, and then curbing imports. I didn't know we imported Kotoje, but apparently, <laughs> apparently we did. We import Kotoje. Charlie, what do you think of the guy's solution that um, fiscal discipline is key? But he was basically saying that the pressure on the dollar is exacerbated by importing unnecessary things. And he basically thinks that we are collapsing the poultry industry, we are collapsing our local rice industry with some of the demand for imported food. So he feels the solution is if it just ban some of those imports. Do you agree with that? I agree. I agree. But, but where do we import Kutuje from? I'm interested in From different places. Charlie is From From different places. Kutuje is a cow. Yeah. Ligaments and. Uh, the ligaments of a cow. Like the knee. The, 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 up, the uh, um, how do I call it? The, yes. the knees, ankles. Yeah. yeah. Exotic parts of the cow. It's <laughs> nice, pal. Sunday petrol. That's what is affecting your petrol. Sunday Hudson. This is crazy. This is really crazy. Uh, honestly speaking, guys, this is crazy. What's going on? I don't understand. Um, we hope the two interviewees have thrown enough light on the matters for you to know where we are. Well, a couple of quick things before I do my next interview, which is better news <laughs> better news than what we've been talking about so far your smartphone gives you more than just phone calls so does glyco general insurance cover let's introduce you to the glyco general motor and homeowners club a smart way of obtaining additional benefits on your insurance policy at no extra cost simply insure your home or get a comprehensive motor policy with us and enjoy free virtual consultation with a doctor discounted medical services including ambulance delivery of prescribed medicines and medical lab services and subsidized roadside assistance and free vehicle diagnostics from our motor partners. You can also get up to 10,000 CD free limit of cover for personal accident and household content. Say hi to us on WhatsApp 0242-426-193 or 0501-447-694. Glyco, we cushion you for life. Are you in need of a world-class service office or you're ready to occupy a beautiful world-class fully furnished and co-working office space perfectly designed for multinationals smes and entrepreneurs horizons offices provide executive customized and virtual office solutions equipped to meet all your business requirements with flexible payment terms our set of the art meeting rooms are perfect for all your business meetings visit horizons offices conveniently located in accra's most prestigious business address that's one airport square on the 8th floor overlooking Kotokan International Airport. Call 0307-086-190 or visit Horizons 
horizonsoffices.com.gh horizonsoffices.com.gh horizons offices home to africa's businesses meanwhile newmont ghana wishes to draw attention to an ongoing recruitment scam by unknown people and groups purporting to be officers of the company now newmont does not contract individuals to recruit on our behalf or do we require any payment as a condition for employment all vacancies are advertised on the careers page of Newmont's website. So if you want a job with Newmont, go to www.jobs.newmont.com. Don't pay anybody any money for any job at Newmont. Now, if you are unsure of an employment opportunity, you can also contact Talent Acquisition Africa at Newmont.com to verify. Please stay vigilant. Some great games coming up, and you can watch them on DSTV. We've reduced the price of a decoder. You can buy a Zappa decoder disc kit plus one month of DSTV access for 129 CDs instead of 169. That's 129 for the world's best for less with a variety of sports, international, and kids shows. Offer valid from first 31st March. Rational DSTV feel every moment. Right, so if you're an SME, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, and you're looking for money to expand, to stabilize. Well, my next guest has a solution for SMEs in the form of private equity as an alternative source of financing outside traditional finance institutions like banks, etc. So we're going to talk to the... CEO of uh, Injaro Investments. Now, if you're a Ghanaian pension fund and a fund manager, we're also there to help you. So, we'll be talking to Jerry Parks next on the City Breakfast Show. It's five minutes past nine. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
So it's nine minutes past nine. This is still the City Breakfast Show. And I'll be speaking to the CEO of Injaro Investment Advisors, Jerry Parks, shortly. Because Injaro is on the verge of launching a new fund which seeks to deploy capital in multiple sectors in Ghana and to an extent Cote d'Ivoire. And what is interesting about this is that they've raised capital from Ghanaian pension fund investors. So they can invest money in your SME irrespective of your sector. Now this fund is the first Ghanaian private equity fund with Ghanaian pension funds as anchor investors. So basically if you're looking for money to expand your business, you typically go to a bank. But that debt is not really the best way to go. Equity is a more sustainable way based on multiple analysis of where we are as SMEs. So this morning we'll be talking to Jerry about what equity private equity can do for your business and why the Injaro uh, fund that they are launching, the Ghana Venture Capital Fund, is the way to go. Jerry, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to all your listeners too. Fantastic. So tell me about Injaro Investments generally. What's the history of the company? What do you guys do? Great. So we were established over a decade ago Mm. um, by uh, myself and an Ivorian co-founder, that I met in business school. And we we basically said to ourselves that as as Africans, you know, we should be part of the solution to solving the continent's economic problems. Mm. And we chose the the, the vehicle of investments or acting as a financial intermediary, Mm. matching large institutional investors to SMEs and being that bridge for capital as our way of making an impact. Mm -hmm. So what we've done over the last decade is we've been investing primarily in the agriculture sector across Africa. And um, the investments that we've made have benefited around 3.8 million people. Um, And we've deployed over $35 million of investments across Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the first two funds that we've been managing, the capital has come from international investors, people like CDC, FMO, Propaco, the Soros Economic Development Fund, the EU, and many others. So mm-hmm. basically, we've been entrusted by these um, international organizations to deploy capital reliably um, on the African continent. Mm-hmm. Um, we are now at the point where we've been engaging with pension funds here in Ghana with the aim of changing the game a little bit, i.e. bringing private commercial capital, our mm-hmm. own asset managers here in Ghana, into the frame and using Ghanaian money to invest in Ghanaian businesses mm. so that when the returns are generated, the returns will also stay here in Ghana so they can be reinvested. So that, in a nutshell, is um, you know the history of Injaro and what we're hoping to do. Mm. So when you say private equity, what are you talking about? So in, in simple terms, private equity is capital invested by professional institutional investors into companies that are not listed on an exchange. Okay. So a private equity investment could be equity, debt, a blend of equity or debt, mm-hmm. and or any instruments in between. Mm-hmm. And so long as it is deployed into a, an unlisted company, you call it private equity. Now, the objective of private equity investments, obviously, mm-hmm. because it's investment, is to make a return. Mm-hmm. Um, but private equity investment is a, a more active type of investment. So unlike... Uh, a bank lending money to a company and then mm-hmm. sitting back and waiting for payments. Mm-hmm. A private equity firm will make an investment and then actively work with the founder of the business to improve the business performance because it is by improving the performance that the value of the company grows. And when the value of the company grows, it benefits the founder of the business 
the investors in the private equity fund um, and hopefully other stakeholders such as employees and the economy mm. of the country as a whole. What's the difference between private equity, no, generally debt and equity, generally? Because I typically would hear people wanting to go to a bank for money. I want a loan. So yes. it, it looks like in Ghana, the main way of raising funds for your business is to get a loan, so debt, and then you pay back. So what difference between debt and equity as instruments for investing, and why is equity becoming more important in our context? Right. So let's start with the, with the difference. So when you take out a loan, mm. you have acquired an obligation mm-hmm. to pay out of your company's cash flows um, repayments for the loan you have taken. Uh, in technical terms, people say that that loan becomes senior in the capital structure. That means yeah. any money that comes in must first settle the loan mm-hmm. before it takes care of, of anything mm-hmm. of anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, loans can not, often also come with the requirement for collateral. So sometimes before you can get the loan, you have to put up your grandmother's house mm-hmm. or your uncle's farm Sadly. and everything else up before the, you even get the loan. And um, whenever I say this, I always like to um, balance it with a bit of... Um, fairness to the banks. Mm-hmm. The banks have to lend in this way because they take your money and my money mm-hmm. and they have to make sure that they keep that money safe. So banks have no choice but to lend by demanding collateral, insisting on you know very, very high cash flows, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, equity, on the other hand, is different. With an equity, you can look at equity as a money that your, 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 your friend would bring alongside your money mm-hmm. so that you can all start a business together or grow the business together, right? So mm-hmm. if we all decide that we're going to set up a business selling Wache um, at Circle or now Dubai, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you bring 500 cities and I bring 500 cities. That mm-hmm. is our equity. Okay. We put it in together. Mm-hmm. Now, if as a result of that business, we're able to make a million cities, mm-hmm. then half a million is for you, half a million is for me. If, on the other hand, um, you know, in the, in the old days, they used to call him Salifu Amankwa. If, mm. if Salifu Amankwa comes and sucks all of us and we can't sell any mm. watch at Circle, mm. then we've lost the 500 cities that we invested. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, an equity investor sits alongside the business owner and benefits from the upside and, uh, and can also lose if things go, go bad. So, that is the, the key difference. Mm. If, you, if things go bad in a business which is financed by debt, mm-hmm. um, one way or the other, you will pay. You can lose your house, you'll lose that uncle's farm. But if it is an equity investment and things go bad, then basically everybody just so we are that we are lost. together. We are knit together. That's what. Yes. So how will SMEs or business owners benefit from partnering with Injaro? Because I believe you are ready to invest capital in the form of what you call a mixture of debt and equity into some of these companies. What benefits will they get? Tell me what your plan is with this new fund that you are seeking to to use to deploy the capital so um so i like to encapsulate it in in a formula that we've created at injaro mm-hmm. which is um um i plus c plus e equals shared value so ideas mm-hmm. plus capital plus execution equals shared value mm-hmm. now um i'm sure when you speak to any business owner they have three or four ideas of things that they wish they could do. Mm-hmm. If I could do this, my business would grow faster. If I could do this, I could be number one in my market. If I could do this, you know, things would be better. But that's where it normally ends. It's just ideas. So the first thing that we will do is we will work with founders, assess their ideas, pick the best ones, add some of our own, and then we will move to the next stage, which is the C. Mm-hmm. We bring in the capital. Mm-hmm. 
that makes it possible to implement these ideas, mm-hmm. right? So bring that capital that makes it possible for you to buy equipment, makes it possible for you to enter new markets, makes it possible for you to um, carry out essential R&D to make your products better. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece, which I think the most is the most important piece, is the execution. Um, and this is the thing that makes a difference between a successful company and an average company, mm-hmm. the ability to simply get things done. Mm. And this is what we are, this is what we focus on, pretty, almost like a, a, an art form or a science. Everything that we do is around results-orientedness. So we try to work with a company to um, change its culture so it becomes a results-oriented culture rather than, rather than an efforts-oriented culture. Mm. You know that the whole idea where someone says, oh, I've been, oh, I've been working on this for, for 10 hours, therefore you should praise me. Mm. No. Um, what are the results you achieved? Fantastic. You should get the praise for the results that you achieved. So mm. execution becomes the, 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 the key focus after we invest in a company. And mm. when all these things are done, um, execution is done right, the right ideas are picked, supported by capital, and the execution is done right, it will result in an increase in revenue, an increase in profits, uh, an, an increase in the value of the business. Mm. Now, we say it is equal to shared value because we always want to remember that when we create that value, it has to be shared by the stakeholders the founder of the business mm. in Jaro. And there also has to be some benefit to the community, whether it is job creation or, or responsible investment by not polluting the environment and that sort of thing. These are all things that we like to So let's um, talk about on. how the SMEs can benefit. What qualifies an SME to apply for this type of funding? Yeah. Uh, what stage must they be in? What sectors must they be in? And how do they go about the application? Great. So I'll start with the sectors. So the IGVCF... We'll be investing in food and agribusiness, mm-hmm. healthcare, education, mm-hmm. financial inclusion, mm. light manufacturing, mm. and a broad area which we call business services. So anything that one business sells to another business on a, on a large scale, we, we like to focus on that. Now, companies, in terms of the stage of the business, we like businesses that are in the growth stage. So I, I think the way we, we put it is that we look for good profitable small businesses, and we try to grow them into even better, um, more profitable, medium-sized businesses. So to put that in concrete terms, we're looking for businesses whose revenues are currently around um, between 10 and 12 million CDs um, per annum, and we're going to try and make them bigger and better. In terms of how they apply, you can either go to our website, www.injaroinvestments.com, um, or you can send an email to igvcf mm-hmm. at injaroinvestments.com. Um, if you're looking for Injaro, it's pretty easy. Injaro, Ghana, I think our website will, will show up. So, so that's what we're looking high, high growth businesses, and you're talking education, healthcare, food and agriculture, financial inclusion. Uh, light, light manufacturing. manufacturing and then what you call business or industrial services yes fair enough now let's let's talk about the Ghanaian pension trust and fund managers so far you've been talking to SMEs yes and you're saying you can partner SMEs you can help SMEs in high growth sectors great what is in it for the fund managers and pension funds what what are you a bridge what, what are you what can you do for them how can they be part of this conversation so most of Ghana's um, institutional capital is managed by asset managers and um, 
And these asset managers sometimes manage money for pension funds. So they're pension fund managers and what you simply call asset managers. Now, let's focus specifically on the, on the pension funds. They typically invest the majority of their capital in bonds or fixed income. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a small amount that goes into listed equity as well. Mm-hmm. But this is a relatively small proportion. Mm. Now, so here in Ghana, I think there's something like it's less than 1% of pension fund capital goes into um, alternative investments or it goes into private equity mm-hmm. compared to around 9% of private equity, uh, pension fund capital that goes into private equity in a country like the U.S. Mm-hmm. Now, what this means is that here in Ghana, our pension funds are deprived of the opportunity to get superior returns and diversification of risk, which is a benefit for their members, the scheme members. So we are paying money into pension schemes, hoping that when we retire, we get payments out of it. Those payments out of it depend on the returns that the pension funds make. Today, the returns are limited by the fact that they're investing in fixed income, which has a limit on the interest rate that you can earn. Mm. Now, private equity allows them to deploy capital into sectors where the returns can be even higher mm-hmm. than what you get on treasury bills. Okay. And so we're giving these asset managers and the pension schemes the opportunity to create more value in a risk-adjusted way for their, for their members. Amazing. So has that process already started? Is the Indaro Ghana Venture Capital Fund supported by any of these pension funds? Indeed, it is. So um, we've already had indications of support from the likes of Petra Trust, Axis Pensions, Enterprise Trustees, um, the Ghana Education Service Occupational Pension Schemes, and then several clients of um, one of the major asset managers, Stanley Investment Management Services. So these are these are great establishments who took us through through a rigorous due diligence process. Mm. Um, and I, I really must commend them for it because we've been through international due diligence processes and the, the standards they took us through were pretty much the same as what we see saw internationally. Mm. So if you're an asset manager or a pension fund manager and you haven't yet committed to IGVCF, I think now is the time to seriously consider it. Um, mm. You know how to find us. And we, we're waiting to take your call. So on the same uh, uh, lines, I guess, IGVCF at InjaroInvestments.com. Yes, IGVCF at InjaroInvestments.com. Fantastic. Yeah. This is good. Is there a time limit with what you're doing? When are you starting? When Have, have companies applied already? Is there that opening date for applications? Is there a closing date? So it is rolling applications. Rolling. And I have to say that even before the launch of the fund, um, even before the launch of the fund, we have been working actively with companies to mm. prepare them for investments. So we've got a few in the pipeline that we've been working with already. Mm-hmm. We did not make too much noise about it because, you know, the launch date wasn't certain. But now that we know that we're going to be launching the fund um, on the 22nd of March, um, we are open for business, open for new applications, and we're, we're really excited to see what possibilities there, there are. And one thing that I, I forgot to mention about the types of companies that we're looking for is that we, with our nationalist cap on, we mm. are looking for businesses that also will help resolve some of the macro challenges that we have. Mm. For example, you know, the FX depreciation. So we will, all, we will have a preference for companies that are doing import substitution, We'll have a, a preference for companies that are adding value to local commodities and exporting them. Mm. We'll, also, we'll also have a preference for companies that are providing services to large multinationals and as a result earning dollars that are coming into the country. These are the types of businesses that while they're creating profits for um, our investors, the pension funds, it will also be helping with Ghana's macro situation. Thank you, Jerry. 
it's a pleasure talking to you jerry parks is the ceo of injaro investment advisors and the good news is that they have launched a new fund it's called the injaro ghana venture capital fund and if you are in agribusiness you're in financial inclusion you are in food and agriculture healthcare, education or light manufacturing or business services you can apply and if you're a high growth business you can get some great support and if you are a pension fund as well it's much better to put your money into something meaningful yeah. to get better returns than to just buy T-bills or put it in some government uh, bond or just invest on the stock market like that. So Jerry is basically offering a solution to both SMEs, business owners, and also Ghanaian pension funds. Kojo, I know this is a big topic for you. We've interviewed a lot of SMEs yeah. on the breakfast show, and we know a lot of them are looking for a good partner. Yep. It looks like Injaro may be that partner. Injaro may be that partner. It's actually interesting that yesterday, students from Columbia University in New York called me for us to have a discussion about funding for agric in Africa and startups. And in our conversation, I happened to mention Injaro because last year I was on a platform with Jerry when we discussed the sector. And if you look at the funding coming into the continent, mm -hmm. just a small amount of that is going into agribusiness and SMEs and all that. So what Injaro is doing is creating an opportunity for all of us to grow mm. and create value within the economy. So and let's, this is, let's, this is let's, let's grow together. Yep, yep. So yep. Thank you, Jerry. Thank yeah. you, Kojo. Thank you very much, Bernard. Fantastic. That was Jerry Parks from Injaro. You had you you can go to IGVCF at injaroinvestments.com to get all the info you need. Coming up next is the on a series for Heritage Month. But before we go there, you are working so hard and deserve a quick break. Yes, take a break. Grab a bottle of refreshing Swept Citrus now. Mm, a great combination of orange, grapefruit, mandarin, lemon and lime. Swept Citrus has a unique and exceptional taste of fresh and sparkling citrus healthy for you. So go ahead, have an exciting day by joining a bottle of by enjoying a bottle of Swept Citrus with colleagues at work. Swept Citrus the ultimate citrus experience. Shrep Citrus character required. Shrep Citrus is a product of the Coca-Cola company. Meanwhile, A to Z uh, auto servicing in collaboration with Hallmark Oil, authorized Texaco lubricant distributor in Ghana have in stock an area of quality Havoline lubricant for your car engine. And we are talking about the best auto workshop at A to Z Auto Servicing. We offer a one-month warranty to all spare parts and we provide attention to detail. And we have an ultra-modern diagnostics machine to detect and solve mechanical problems with your car. Some of our lubricants include the Havoline 0W20, 5W20, 5W30, and the 5W40. For bulk purchase of Havoline products, call 059-420-5353. You can also call 020 402-02828 We are your one-stop shop located at Medina Race Junction And if it's buildings you're doing Diamond Cement is the very best Our 42.5 grade cement is the highest quality on the Ghanaian market and for the past 22 years Diamond has put smiles on the face of numerous house owners block makers and various constructions We also have the affordable 32.5 grade cement meaning there's a good deal for everybody's pocket we are at Aplau. We are in Takradi. We are at Buipe. Call us on 0244313368. Diamond Cement still as hard as a diamond.
Now, who will go to the World Cup? Would it be Ghana or Nigeria? DSTV will allow the will show the live match on 25th March, 7:30 p.m. and 29th March at 5 p.m. on Super Sports DSTV Channel 202. We will also show the other African FIFA World Cup qualifying matches too. Let's watch and settle the Jollof War. Grab your DSTV decoder. The special discounted price of 129 CDs. DSTV, love it. And have you heard about the Med Safety app from the FDA? A convenient way to report side effects of medicines and vaccines to the FDA using your mobile phone? Go to your app store, search for the Med Safety app, download it onto your phone and create an account. You can also report any side effect of any medicine or vaccine you've recently taken, track safety information of any medicine you, in your watch list, as well as receive safety alert from the FDA. We'll investigate these reports and make better decisions to help your medicines and vaccines be safer. Med Safety app, safety of medicines in your hands. FDA, your well-being, our priority. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation.
97.3 CTFM and uh, so far the Heritage Month is ongoing we've been doing so many interesting things coming up on the 26th and 27th is what we call the Back to the Village Bazaar Back to Your Village whichever village you're from we're going back there 26th and 27th of March at the forecourt of the AMA great stuff to eat from all the regions of Ghana. Then, of course, we returned from the Heritage Caravan on Saturday. It was a week-long drive through the country. Visited 13 out of the 16 regions. Seeing the sights and sounds of the places. And another aspect of the Heritage Month is our on-air series. Don't forget, Heritage Month is brought to you by CTFM and CTTV. Sponsorship from Malta Guinness. Malta Guinness, World of Good. Well, this morning we're scheduled to speak to some people about ga cuisine. Ga cuisine. Yes, that's the conversation. Exploring indigenous ga foods and... Um, the guests are Miss Leticia Nane Queno and Elaine Awokata. Before we get there, uh, Kukui and Kuku David are hosting some Ga elders who are talking about some good old memories. Don't forget on TV they are discussing Ga Day. And uh, the, the conversation fits into the song that is being aired. So we'll listen to some of that conversation, after which we'll cross over and have a discussion on exploring gar foods as well but as i said today is god day on heritage month and kweku david and kukui hansen having a discussion with some older girls on some of the things that unite them as gar people enjoy Alright, so I think it's time for us to have a food conversation. So we'll take a short break and then we'll come back and get into that. Definitely. Then you are done.
Welcome to the Heritage Month on Air series. Now, for our radio listeners, I'm sure you've been seeing our TV viewers, though, they're going to get the full view 
of everything that we're doing here today, okay? So, again, this is Heritage Month, and today it's all about gun food, gun cuisine, and we're going to learn a lot about that, all right? Now, um, we're, we're proudly sponsored by Malta Guinness. Thank you, Malta Guinness, for being a sponsor of the Heritage Month on City. And uh, I think it's a good beverage to wash down some of the delicious dishes we're seeing here this morning. But first of all, let's say hello to everyone who's here at the food setup, okay? Elaine Awokata is the CEO of Awo's Catering Services. Good morning, Auntie Awo. Good morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Can't wait to talk about everything you've brought for us here this morning. Okay. Now we'll start. We'll start. Oh, fine. Mimba Fuel. Let Let's Let's introduce everyone else who's here. Now, you normally see her on C Newsroom. She's the City News Manye. Vivian Naka Loko. Thank you. Uh -huh. <laughs> Morning, Vivian. Morning, Looking fabulous. Thank you. You look beautiful too. Thank you. Your Nyanya and your white. I think we're you twinning. Know, we're, we're, we're kind of yeah, twinning. We're kind of twinning. Yeah, in the one chair. Yeah. You know. yeah. 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 Good morning to Jimmy Quist as well. Good morning. You've seen him on What's Cooking. He's the Taster General. Yes. yes. He pops up whether he's invited or not. Jimmy, Just morning. Okay, Shani, so it's good. And of course, again, our city mania for today. Okay, Jennifer Bake Ananinsia, who is our head of HR. Okay, all right, so Auntie, we'll get into a food discussion. But you didn't come alone, you came with your mom. I have to introduce her as well, Madam Leticia Nanequino. Mommy, thank you for joining us on Breakfast Daily. Auntie, well, you've got us quite a spread here now we'll get into some of the ingredients and all of that but for our radio listeners as well we need to give them a bit of history behind some of these dishes and i know that's where your mom will come in as well okay so we'll do what some people normally say that they call breakfast okay you've got some dishes up there and i see a nice kind of creamy plus beside it so just quickly give us a description of what we have laid out here then we'll talk about the historical significance of some of these foods we have oblayu, um, huh. the baby meat for breakfast. Okay. That's a very heavy start. Mm. Okay, come here. 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 Yes, the overnight one. Mm -hmm. That is very good. That one is better okay. than the fresh one. Because okay. the hardness in the, the night before when you buy it, you leave it to cool down. And then in the morning, you have a mash. Yes, okay, a okay. And then you have it with sugar. And then as we have seen here, mm -hmm. the creamy plus. Some nice milk. Yes. Okay. And these are mainly for breakfast? Bre breakfast, yes. Okay. Morning, breakfast. give you energy yes. for the day. Yes. Okay, fantastic. And then we have beverages. We have uh, meda. Is, we've got the ingredients here. The dry um, fermented corn and the blancing. That is the caramel mm. that they use to um, prepare the meda. But okay. this you have to you can't just use it like, like that. that. Okay. And then um, meda. This is for more naming ceremony. Mainly for naming ceremony okay. is the corn we've got the corn in there we've got sugar mm -hmm. and then we have salt mm -hmm. and that is the first taste of, of the, the child baby. the baby that is 
what we the girls we are trained with yes maybe we can ask mommy at this mm. point for for kujemo as yes. we call it yeah. why do we give babies madam for kujemo madam abeleni ne ke afoboya ake ganjo form of be so the first introduction of the drink that the baby enters the baby's mouth is medan. You put the medan in the mouth of uh, the baby. And then we funerals. When you are a widow and you are coming out of the widow, this is what you, 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 mm. you have to bring to the family. Mm. And so Mbeda is very important drink in, in, in the Ghana culture. For every, it looks like for every stage of life as well. So yeah. for birth, yeah, the for first, death. And then when you are going out to... You, you also, we also like, so coming in and going out. Yes. Mbeda, or the corn drink is very significant, yes. fermented corn. And Mbeda too, uh, under the Mbeda is YOLO. We drink YOLO, the fiber under the uh, uh, Mbeda. It's good for digestion oh. and it's good in the morning to, if you drink it, it, it makes you go a long way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way she puts it. Okay, all right. So from Mbeda. Mm -hmm. the Otinshunu. The Otinshunu is also very, very healthy because after they prepare the kenke, the water that is retained from the kinky, that is the otinshino. But otinshino also, it helps with um, a lot of, there's a lot of benefits from uh, otinshino with diabetes, because there's no, no sugar in it. There's diabetes, um, um, yes, diabetes and then jaundice, eclairs, yes. If you have jaundice, normally they'll tell you that go and have it clears your urine mm -hmm. and then you you'll be free from a lot of illnesses i mean when we were growing up it's almost yeah. like Otinshinu was the cure for everything it's like a very healthy drink super medicine Otinshinu. okay let's come down to the side has got vitamin c so all the nutrients are in the water Okay. Now, there's a running theme with all of this that we've just we've just gone through. At least most of it. Corn. Corn. Why is corn so significant for guys? I know you've spoken a bit about it already, but a lot of our, our dishes and things have this this element of corn. Why why is corn so important for the gun community? And not just with that as well. Even with our, our, our festival food and, and all of that. So we should ask for this. so important in the garments life fantastic i love it before they go fishing jamai you come 
Somebody is going to on his way to uh, work and he fainted and then people came around him and somebody said, oh, remove the shirts. Somebody <laughs> said, remove the socks. <laughs> and then the patient who is lying down said, listen to what the, the other lady is saying, mm -hmm. that rush and then make ice kinky <laughs> and bring it to him to drink. And as soon as the, 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 the man drank it, uh, he got up and continued. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> okay. Well, there's the almighty coming that yes. we're talking about. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about what's in the calabash in front of you. In front of me, and the underlying calabash, this is coming. Mm -hmm. And that is where we present our kenke. Mm -hmm. And we have a cover for it, but because of the display, we can't cover it. Okay. It's in Akpaki. And then kenke is made the same corn and then the corn leaves dried corn leaves before you make kenke you have to divide the corn dough into two yes. prepare the first one in the, in the on the on the cooker or on the uh pot you mix it half and half and when it's half and halfly done you mix it with the, uh, the rest of the corn dough very smoothly before you put mm. it into balls and then you arrange it in your that is saying and then Yes, you cook it. Then you cook it with a little of salt. Nice. Yes, to have it taste. We should talk. And we have banku. Yes, and the banku is mainly the gan banku without uh, cassava dough, mm, mm, because they mm, always mm. use cassava dough. But we the gans, we only prepare banku straight the, with the corn dough, so that sometimes when you open it, there's a sound. It makes bra. <laughs> <laughs> And this is when this is when you you notice that there's no cassava dough mixed with the with it. banku. And including yeah. this when they are preparing banku, they put more water on it. When it's boiling, they bring it out as cocoa. That's cocoa also. Okay, let's move right along. Yeah. Right so along. Okay. it looks like this is the yeah the moonu, um, the palm nut soup. It goes with our traditional. Pepe. You cannot have pepe on it. You have the palm nut with it, with um, proper proper fish, chile and shoin, and a bit of herrings, dry herrings. That is, but these days we use meat to just to make the soup look beautiful. But during the old days, I was told you only use um, fish. chile. Fish, mainly it's fish and uh, shoin and uda tuna, a bit of tuna for the soup, the preparing of the palm nut soup. Okay, so we've learned how corn became such an important part of, and this is for Homawa. So why the mewonu specifically for Wipli? Why not in Katiawunu, Hello in Kaklawunu? Why yeah. mewonu? Um, we have white Wipli, mm -hmm. and that goes with. Okay, okay. But this one, because it's something traditional, mm -hmm. uh, the mewonu 
the one suit it better than the Nketia one or light suit. Okay. We came to meet it. We don't know. <laughs> the, the, when I came of age, that was what I saw. Okay. That the people goes with we mm. okay. We were not told. And traditionally one. with but fish. It suits us properly with the uh no than the Nketia and the light suit. Okay. And to cut it short, the well. white people is for twins. They ah. prepare it for twins. Okay. Um, uh, Thursday before the Friday, that they will make. I mean, I say I They prepare it for them. For them. Yes. The white people. Mommy, I'm saying know. that it is very expensive to prepare quickly. Uh, the palm nuts even is expensive. <laughs> Everything you use for quickly is important. Is very expensive. <laughs> And so preparing the one you have to be ready before you prepare the <laughs> And this is the tradition that during the farming things are not easy to get. Mm. But after the farming, we get a lot of uh, food, and uh, the palm soup is less expensive. So everybody uses it to prepare uh, the quickly. Moreover, there is palm oil too in the quickly. True. So red, red, it goes with it. And we share it with everybody <laughs> during Homo time. Okay, I'm gonna, mm, is this nanny floor? What is it with pig feet? <laughs> no. Okay. Pig itself. Pig itself, yes. Pig itself, eh? From the head to the feet, you can eat any part of the pig. Any part at all, the intestines, the liver, the whole pig itself, eh? It's all the parts are very delicious. Mm. It's a white meat as well. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's not a red meat, mm -hmm. so it's very easy to digest. Mm. And as for the pig feet, the salted. This is the salted mm. pig feet. Mm -hmm. And the floor itself, it's a delicacy in our Ghana community. <laughs> if you go anywhere and there's everything prepared, and there's nani floor. You see the amount of people who goes for nine for nine first because it's very tasty <laughs> and it's not prepared easily it's prepared for occasions mm -hmm. receiving special guests okay yes then you prepare nani for you don't prepare mm -hmm. nani for like a daily every day every so day. it's a special occasion food yes. Yes. okay if someone's yeah. coming to visit or yeah. you want to impress somebody mm -hmm. okay and it goes with kenke very well yeah very very well now and rice and and, and rice, rice as well. Yes. Now the okra we see here is okra stew. You know the ever people in my yes. family will make soup rather. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. But guys make okra stew, and there's a, there's palm oil, quite a bit of palm oil presence in there. What tell us about some of the differences and the significance of the okra stew for the Ga culture as well? Okay, thank you. The okra stew. This one is the Ga okra stew. It's in mm -hmm. We add garlics. That is the main difference to the ewe one okay. and the ewe one to the add can we to make it slimy mm. but we the guys we have the stew like the tomato sauce with onions pepper yeah. and uh, shrimps and uh, momoni one of our salted fish yes. momoni, that goes into mainly our palm nut products okay. the soup it goes in palm palm not yeah. Soup. It goes in uh, okra. Okra stew. We need to start with 
the money first before you add the So that was a conversation about food, Ghana foods as we celebrate Ghana Day on Heritage Month on a series brought to you by Malta Guinness.